again, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Out of Time. I'm your host, Chris James. I'm Brandon Jones. I'm Tony Retta. So, uh, we're sitting here. We've got Scream 4 on in the background. Brandon's telling me and Tony about <clears throat> how Scream 2, which is... It's not even an argument. It is the best one. And the, <clears throat> the chase scene... With Gale and Ghostface in the soundproof room, uh, and then the uh, part in the cop car with Sydney and a roommate, and they're trying to get through the back, uh, out the front door, but they have to go over the over killer, the killer, who's knocked and out. Just the how seat. tense that is, and Brandon is explaining to us how none of the. Uh, Other sequels. sequels have anything that is that tense, the good chase scenes and stuff like that. And I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. However, where I will disagree with you is something you said that Scream 5 is good and Scream 4 is not that good. You're wrong <laughs> in the show right here. But no, um, yeah, th- I think that they've pretty much just... They've done everything that they can do. Well, we always say, I mean, like, new movies can come out and surprise you, but I just, I just don't, you know, with this being on, it's it's now over, I just don't feel like there's been any, anything good, killer-wise, as good as those chase scenes or those tense scenes that were in Scream 2, And, and, and like I had just said, any of the sequels that have come after Scream 2... The killer just pops up. There's no scare. He just he just pops up, stabs you, and 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 we're done. And yet these these movies continue to make money. And, and Scream Five had come out at the beginning of this year, and, and we're we're shooting a Scream Six right now that will come out next March. And you know the cast that's involved with this next one, I've already read certain things. They're like, oh yeah, this one's definitely brutal, the, the most brutal that any of these have ever been. And and, and that's cool. You know, I'm I'm all down for like you know. More, more gore and more, you know, death scenes, I guess. But make it tense, make it scary. There have not been anything as good as Courtney Cox in that soundproof room or Nev Campbell in the back of that cop car, in yeah. my opinion. Um, Even you know, in the first one, uh, and I don't want to make this all about scream, the scream all over franchise again. again we've, but we've done that. Even the first one, um, the first chase. In uh, in the Prescott house, and she's got to run up to her room and use those two doors. She's doing jamming them she's, together. She's doing everything that she was talking shit about in in, in horror films. Girls running up the stairs. Yeah, she'd be going out the door. Um, you know some of the chases in that one. The the opening scene with Drew Barrymore, uh, that was very tense and 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 all that that implies. Um. Yeah, I, I just feel like, and this is this is kind of why I think they just need to stop with the Scream franchise is because they've they've done it all. I mean, in the first one, you got Drew Barrymore's boyfriend. Now I know that they cut that for the theatrical release, but then the one that later I on they re-release it and you see his, his guts, guts spilling out. out, dude. That's fucking brutal. There's, uh, the Motion Picture <laughs> Association had a problem with that because. Um, Wes Craven put steam coming off of his guts. 
and rightfully so. Like I don't know if y'all know this, but the insides of things that used to be alive <laughs> or are warm. warm. Yeah, and if you're in a cold climate and you've been gutted, <laughs> yeah. well, there's going to be steam. And, yeah. then, and that was his point when they're like, well, we can't show steam on guts. He's like, well, that's what would happen in real life. It makes it real, yeah. But again, we don't need to keep going with, with, with the scream stuff, but, I, but and they are shooting a six. What, Tony? Sticking with... You know, the horror slasher films. What would be your top three? Horrors? Uh, slashers? I'm sorry? Any of them. Anything that would be considered horror genre. Um, I, I actually had this conversation this morning with someone. I'm down for all slasher flick horrors. Yeah, that's your... That's your... Well, there's a reason, like the 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 spiritual or the, the things that involve ghosts. Yeah. It, it creeps me out to a point because... We don't know what's what could be what you know you know you know what I'm you saying. You say that we don't know, buddy. We've spent a millennia trying to document stuff like this. It's all fucking made up. I've, I've when people I've, say that they've seen or talked to Jesus or see ghosts or demons or they're possessed, it's a, it's a mental. Are you, are thing. you on that that train now? Yeah. I, I always have been. I've never believed in the supernatural. Okay. Well, I just I think that's a different conversation. I guess. I mean, I, I, I guess. Well, does that also play into religion? Uh. Well, you and I have had that conversation off air. I'm. I used to be religious, and it, and it wasn't being you know brought up in a religious household. My parents you just had were a belief. never. You had a specific belief. Yeah, my parents they, never took me to church, and I just. I I felt like I believed, and here as the past year or two, that has very, very much changed. Um, And not for any one in particular reason. It's just a lot of... Your mindset changed? Yeah, it's a lot of things that have coalesced into... Like, if there there was something, then why did this happen? Yeah. That's that's your logic, I get it. That's, That's a different topic and we can probably have that one at a time where Cody's here for him to weigh in as well. Oh jeez. Yeah, but <laughs> to go back to what Tony had asked. Yeah, this I'm actually interested in this. As far as um scary movies go, it, it to me is always the slashers, the the Halloweens, the screams. I'm not big on Freddy, Jason and Chucky. Um because I think that Freddy kind of plays into supernatural. You know, it he, does a little he, bit, he, but he, it's he, a unique twist on the slasher genre. He is a slasher, but he gets you in your dreams, which is it's cool. That's probably the most, terrifying, the most terrifying and unique thing. You cannot go. To we sleep. have to sleep. I have asked this question before, and I, I have not been trying to be funny. I know that it comes off as funny, and, and and most things that I say are meant to be joking. But I have had dreams. That have involved the slashers before. I've had dreams about Michael and Jason and, and Ghostface. I've also had dreams about Freddy. Now, when it comes to that one, was that a dream, <laughs> or was Freddy really trying to get me? You know what I'm saying? Because, because that—that's his thing, right? Yeah. But it's probably not. I don't think that I could name a top three for you, Tony. It's just if it's a slasher, I'm probably interested. The Strangers was good. Have you seen The Strangers? Mm-hmm. I don't think I have. It's very good. Is that the one with Nev Campbell? No, not that's Nev the Campbell. one with uh, uh, Liv, Liv Tyler. Tyler. Yeah. Yes. Why? Is, she yes. was just on the TV. Sorry. 
Yes, and so The Strangers is good because it's home invasion, and yeah. it is, it's just a group of three. One guy, two girls. What about, I know that it's not, it's probably more of a thriller than uh, The Purge. What did you think of that first one? With I liked Hawk? the first one. Yeah. I liked its premise where anything goes, was it a couple, it was not 24 hours. It was 20, 12 hours. 12 hours. Okay. 12 so hours. It was more or less the night. Yeah, like and like it was weird because they still had restrictions. Like you can't use a class three weapon or whatever the case may be, which I'm guessing is going to be like either fully automatic or worse. I did enjoy the first purge. I think that I maybe saw one of its sequels. Yeah, and what I take away from those sequels is is more or less if you had money, you survived the night. Ethan Hawke may disagree with you because he did not. No, I know. And he does a lot of good stuff too. Um, Sinister. I liked Sinister. He's also in the Black Phone. Black I just phone. saw that. Did you see I that? I, not I just that saw yet. that. Okay. I, I did. I, how I went, how saw did that. that hold up? It was good. And according to Cody, it's based on a short story that he's read. Who that he very much enjoyed. The movie was good. Yeah. And it, it was. It, it did. It you saw it was it? very very unique. You saw it. Yeah. Now is that so a it's streaming platform. Or not or yet. No? Okay. Not yet because it, it's been out maybe maybe two months. But it's was twi- that a simul release of theater and stream? They're not really or doing. Stream? They're not really doing that anymore. That was. So was it in theaters? Yeah, I saw it in okay. theaters. Um, uh, I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. No, so Stephen the um, Tremblay. The uh, <laughs> well, we Scream Four was over, so I popped on something else, and this is due date with Downey Jr. and Zach Galifianakis. Ethan, Ethan Chase sounds like an actor's name. Ethan Tremblay sounds fucking made up. <laughs> I love this it. This is really what you should have had on the background. I probably should. Well, one. yeah. Well, now we've got it. I saw this in theaters too, laughing my ass off. Dude, this was you. This was you. This, this was me weekend. at the airport. <laughs> I knew that if I mouthed off at Southwest, that I'd put on the I'd be put on the no fly list, and I'd be driving fucking back home. Yeah, I I, I just knew. Um, I don't really deal with. I mean, I, I I will watch them, but when it comes to the the the, the horror genre that involves ghosts or possession or stuff like that, Paranormal Activity is a is a franchise that's been done to death, in my opinion. But that, that very first one was that, genius. That very first I, one, the first three, there and they're, 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 those are good. I like the first. They three. were really good. After that, it kind of fell off the rails. The fourth one wasn't that bad either. But uh, yeah, as those as as those continued, it left me with more <clears throat> questions. Yeah, yeah. How did we get here? <laughs> Why are we here? Um, Let's just wrap this thing. Because up. I I I I don't feel like that those sequels did anything besides give you 15 minutes at the end of good stuff yeah. and then it's over yeah. and then you need to wait two more years to the next one and you think that your questions are about to get answered and then it's another two hours of nothing and then once again it's only good at the end so oh um, so those those ghost movies creep me out um, but The Conjuring Dude, the Conjuring uh, movies I, I I do like that. I think that those are very um, done well. Now I did just watch the Conjuring three, and I didn't think that that was that great. The, the Conjuring, the Devil Made Me Do It. I thought that that was an it interesting. Started off great. I thought that was an interesting take on what they had already done. These Conjuring, I, I don't think that it's as good as the first two, but they're all based on 
supposed true stories yeah. that the, uh, the 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 Warren couple have experienced. Yeah. And so this really was someone <clears throat> who murdered someone, and his defense in court was possession. Yeah. But I didn't think that it was as good as, as possession as by the, witchcraft. Yeah. Too. But it was like that first opening scene was great, and then for me it just kind of fell it, off. It fell off. You know, in the second one where it opens up and Lorraine is walking around the Amityville house, because uh, it's supposedly, I, I don't know if this is true or not. That is their most famous case. Yeah. Is the Amityville. So I would really like them to do the Amityville horror. But with them. But with them. And they won't. Because of the original Amityville. And 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 though it does involve the Warrens, yeah, I believe that anything that has anything to remotely do with the Amityville house and story, I think, is locked up in film rights with uh, you know whatever studio made the original Amityville movies, because those have been mentioned so many times in the background of these Conjuring films. Oh, you know, y'all did this Amityville. Oh, y'all did that. Blah blah blah. So it's just, it's it's talked about for a second. But they have not ever done a Conjuring movie based on on that story. Yeah, because I thought how uh, she's and I don't even know the the names of the people that were involved with that, but she's I want to say his name was Ronnie, who uh, killed a, his whole family. I don't remember. But she's walking down the halls and she's acting like she's cocking the gun and and blowing them the hell away. Uh, I thought that that was pretty cool. Um, that's that's a great franchise. The Annabelle stuff is very hit or miss. I think that there are three Annabelles. Um, yeah, and it, it's it's the second one that ends up being a prequel. But and that thought, one's the best one. That, that is the best one because yeah. the the first Annabelle movie I didn't think was good at all. And then, then there, there was were an, some parts. Then but there was another overall, one. That was Annabelle comes home. It takes all. It all takes place at the Warrens. And I'm and, and and so if they are involved, I'm I'm down for because I think that both those actors as the Ed and Ed, Ed and Lorraine Warren, I think that they're they're good. Yeah. And so if that takes place in their little their little treasure room. I so guess, how disappointed were you? What I saw. When I uh, when I saw what which one Annabelle Annabelle comes home. Comes home. I, I wasn't disappointed with that one. I, I was I was I was a little disappointed with that one. <clears throat> I I I feel like a lot of those Annabelle movies or Conjuring movies they're really focused on setting up the next spin-off. So the Conjuring 2 led into The Nun or The Conjuring was about a, you know, a, a haunted house sort of, but then we get an Annabelle spin-off. That was close. Oh. <laughs> Go lay down to your dad. Thank you. Well, what did you think about Sinister? Uh, I did not see the second one. I think that I tried to watch it and fell asleep. Or It was very subpar. I, I just wasn't interested in it. That first one was so good. The first though. one was very good. But again, when it comes to possession movies and stuff like that, I get a little freaked out. And I've, there are several people who agree with me for that exact same reason. Just based on... You the unknown. You don't know... Yeah. Um, well, there is so every Halloween I try to watch the 
Exorcist by Me myself. Too. Me too. I cannot make it through that movie by myself. I, I really did. Yeah. I did. Um, two two Halloweens ago, when I was getting no. back home from from work, I had swung by Torchy's, uh, had a drink, and had a you know had had dinner, and I got home, and I all the Halloween type movies are, are cheap on on uh, iTunes. And so there was a version of The Exorcist that's got an extra 12 minutes in it. And I think it's like the director's cut, or, or it's officially called... The version you've never seen. The version you've never seen. And it, it, it does have scenes that they couldn't have put in the theaters back in the 70s because it was too scary. And I am watching this one, and I am alone. And I, by God, I powered through it and, and, and finished it. But for what it was in the 70s was scary as shit what we've seen now with other films it's it's nothing but it 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 was what it was back then because there hadn't been a scary movie like that you've got a how old is she 13 12 or 13 you've got a 12 year old little girl the sweetest little girl in the world yeah who is all of a sudden you know throwing up green at you her head spinning around she's levitating off the bed she's screaming she's cussing she's you know the spider crawled down the stairs yeah Yeah. it's just it's just supposedly people were getting sick watching it and leaving the theater crying people were passing out in the theater throwing up like it was it was shocking back in the 70s things things my dad has done then and continues to do to this day he will call me in October, whether I answer or not. If I answer, it's the same thing. If I don't answer, it's a voicemail with it. It's just him playing the Exorcist theme song in the background. He doesn't talk. You don't even hear him breathing. It's like he just—it's like he just puts the speakerphone of his of his phone up next to wherever it's playing the theme song. Or these days, he will text me the audio clip now, so he doesn't have to call. He'll just text, and it'll be like a little audio clip, and I play it, and it's the Exorcist theme every year because he knows that movie scared the shit out of me. So uh, <laughs> I've suggested this before, but I think we should really pull the trigger on it. When uh, October rolls around, we do 31 days of scary movies, okay, and we just try to watch a scary movie, maybe not even the 31 days, but like maybe one or two a week and just go through them and <clears throat> report back. And then we can link up and do a show on it. Um, <clears throat> there's a channel, it may be Freeform, and they do the 31 Days of Halloween. And some of the things that they play are not scary. Like, they include Beetlejuice and Hocus Pocus yeah. and stuff like that. You know, some of the kid-type movies. Yeah, They've got Scream on with commercials, so the good stuff's gone, the cussing is bleeped out. It and so I guess you know for them they think they're doing you know a good deed they're playing scary movies every day but it's edited and it's pointless if you were like HBO or something and you had these going on every day and it's like hey Saturday night is Scream and Sunday is you know yeah. Freddy versus Jason something like that that would be cool but to have these on Freeform which is like almost a kids channel I I think that's like. Uh, or not a kid channel, but like maybe like a young adult channel, like a preteen channel. That's like uh, when your grandma taped Jaws for you. Yeah. And <laughs> you missed the did first I, 15 minutes. Did I ever tell you that, co- <laughs> Tony? Um, you know, I didn't really know what Jaws was just yet. And my grandmother was like, oh, I'll, I'll tape it for you. I'm like, okay, cool. Well, she, she didn't make it home in time. 
because um, we didn't have DVRs and stuff, right? And, yeah. and, and I don't think that she knew how to use the timer on her VCR, or maybe we didn't have that technology on VCRs yet. And there are probably, you know, we may have people listening right now saying, what the hell is a, a VCR? <laughs> but... Um, Isn't that fucking hard to believe? But the opening of Jaws is the skinny dipper who gets eaten in the dark. But for me, my opening of Jaws was when the chief of police is typing up that first report on his typewriter in his office. That's 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 when the movie started for me. And so my first attack was the kid on the on the yellow raft. You've seen Jaws now. You you took my copy. Um, yeah, it wasn't until that I actually was given Jaws, the real Jaws for Christmas, and I see this, the skinny... I'm like, the hell is this? To me, it's a, it's a deleted scene. I'm like, the hell is this? Oh, this it's, is the real opening of Grandma, Christmas. did you get the... Uh, I'm like, why, 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 why did... Did you get a special edition Jaws yeah, or something like that? Just, just 15 minutes just, I haven't seen. Just for me? For, just like, oh, <laughs> oh what, what really happened was is I didn't make it home in time to start it. The movie started at 7. I got home at 7.30. Oh, okay. That's... Oh so sweet of her to look out for you like that yeah but um after the very first paranormal activity i i i legitimately slept with my bedroom light on yeah my television light on or yeah. my television on my radio on like i i, I had noise with that's me. how the girl from the ring gets you though with your tv yep <sighs> yeah and we've talked about that too yeah goddamn chad uh fucker have any of you seen um Oh Jesus Christ It's uh Talk amongst yourselves I got to look this up he's getting there The Baba Duke Oh yes. yeah Yeah um that I was hated cr- that kid the yeah, whole movie Yeah I did too I kind of wish the mom would have offed him but Hey <laughs> have y'all seen one it's called It Follows Yes yeah. And so I liked that one too. The concept on that was really good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you have sex, it's coming for you. Yep. Where did it start? You know, because I don't, I don't, I don't. I saw it one time, so I do not remember. And I don't know if they explained. Yeah, how I don't it know. I don't, it doesn't matter how it starts, I guess. I don't but think it does. If one person's got this curse and you sleep with that person, well, now it's coming for you. So this one kid who's got unless it. you sleep with someone else, right? So but you, if they die, you, you, you're you, fucked. Can, you continue to pass the curse. Which just begs the question: It will eventually always come back to you, I guess. Um, but the one kid's logic, I thought, was sound when he's like, "Well, I'll just go fuck a prostitute." There you go. Because then this prostitute's just going to pass it all, all along. But then it ended up going right back to that kid. And I guess it got the hooker, so she's terrible at her job. But I thought its concept was good as well. Because it, when it when the closing scene with that, the two survivors are, like I guess, like walking on the sidewalk, holding hands. But you do see something following them off in the distance now is that just a person walking it's blurry in the background so you don't know if it's a fucked up thing still coming back after him or if it is just someone walking and then yeah. the movie ends and so you're left wondering was it still coming for him god it's did, inception all over did here. they make it oh but yeah what about you what are your halloween go-tos one i will never watch is it the, the old original ones, the new ones? I have not watched the new ones. Oh my gosh. The first one has made me so terrified of clowns. So when you say the first one, the first one is it was a a mini a mini movie on Channel 8 forever ago. 
and Tim Curry is the clown, and I don't really remember many of the actors who are the boys, but um, I remember so many people being terrified of that movie, and then when I tried to watch it, as I'm like in my 20s, early 20s, I'm like, this isn't this isn't anything. Everyone says that uh, Tim Curry's so great as Pennywise, and I'm I'm sure he was. I've never seen it. Uh, but for it to be as big as a deal as they make it to be, it's it's Stephen King's crowning achievement. And you make this mini movie uh, for TV, you just can't do it enough justice. Uh, the latest releases, the the second one, as it did in the book, it just kind of fell flat towards the end. Uh, but the first one's. Fantastic! It's so good. Of the new ones, yeah. You should probably check out the new ones. I don't fuck with clowns. Um, I don't either. Because everybody, but it's, it's a good ride. When the, when the new one came around in 2017, everyone was just like, "Oh no!" I mean that that mini movie from when I was a kid fucked me up. I don't know about this one. And so they did split this up into into two parts. Was it part one and part two, or it chapter was, one? It chapter was just two? it, and then it chapter two. Okay. <clears throat> part one is good. And, and, and the main characters are, are young kids in this one. And when chapter two rolls around, it's because the clowns come back. Or it. It's not necessarily a clown. It t- takes the form of a clown. But it comes back as they're adults. And they have to like face this thing again. And a lot of them, kind of like Thor in Endgame, where he's gone through some mental trauma. Well, a lot of the Avengers have gone through trauma. But the adults in this have now gone through trauma. One of them even... When, when one person dies and they round up the rest of them again, one guy decides to kill himself. He's like, I'm, I'm not doing this shit again. I, and so he, he kills himself. He commits suicide. Yeah. But then a lot of flashbacks that involved the younger cast again, and it just still wasn't, it, it, it wasn't as great. Now, it's, it's not a sequel. It's just the other half of the first movie. Yeah. But the first half of the movie is better. Um, I tried reading the book just wasn't for me there's actually uh, a part in the book where after they defeat it when they're kids they all have sex with each other I'm not making it up there's only one girl in the group yeah she bangs all of them at different times or we're just having like this one little powwow all together just think about it like she's going for the world record of taking dick at the same time. Well, yeah, basically. So, like, one finishes, the other one hops on. No he finishes, way. we just move sequentially. What's what in the book? Yeah. Well, it didn't make it to the movie. No, it didn't, for obvious reasons. <laughs> That's fucking weird. That, that probably could have made the second one better. Um, I was also a big fan of Hellraiser. I have never seen any of those. I saw the first one. All it's I know is his good. Name, all I know is his name is Pinhead. Yep. Is well, he, there's a there's multiple of them. Cenobites. But, yeah, but the main one is Pinhead. But I mean, if you're yeah. talking about what Saul kind of does with all that gore, the body they, horror of it is. They did that way yeah. back in the day. It was pretty good. David Cronenberg. I've never seen. Who I think was on board with the fly. So of of the slashers that I know that are popular that I haven't seen, I haven't really sat through many Texas Chainsaws. Wasn't there one with Jessica Biel? Yeah, yes. it was the remake the, from Michael Bay's 
Dune Hills or whatever. Platinum Dunes. Platinum Dunes. I saw that, and then it got a prequel with Jordana Brewster. I didn't see. Uh, but you should because but, it's it's still pretty good. Well, that one was called Texas Chainsaw: The, the beginning. beginning. I hate when they do that. So they make they make a good one, and then they're like, "Well, here's a, here's a prequel two years later." Why? Well, that one actually explains a lot of how they cover a bunch of shit up. Yeah. The family? Yes. Because the family's fucked up. Besides Leatherface, like, the whole family's in on it. Like, the, the, one of them is a sheriff of the town, so there goes the police that should help you. Well, watch the beginning, and you'll see oh, no, th- how he I remember that. Sheriff. I remember that. They killed the sheriff, and he steals his clothes, and now he yeah, is, he is the, the sheriff. Law. Right, but he's... He is the law. He really isn't. I haven't seen any of the Candyman movies. I haven't either. And I know that ju- there, there just recently was a new one. But uh, I don't know anything about that. Those were okay. I wouldn't say it's up there in my top favorites as far as the horror genre. You know, there were so many people were afraid of it. There were also a lot who used to be terrified of Chucky. I never once was scared of Chucky. Chucky, to me, is the stupidest concept. Just, he's a doll. Just a doll. Just punt the little I mean, fucker they across do the room. It. I think it's in the first one. They actually it, it, kick him in the hallway. I'm yeah, just... and he goes flying. <laughs> but then he comes charging back at you, and we're screaming, and we're freaking out. Like Again, though, it is a doll. Now, what's scary is that he has a knife, but if he doesn't have a weapon, he's just a fucking possessed doll. Mm-hmm. And so they have stopped making those movies, and instead they have given it a continuation show. And apparently season one was so good that season two is is coming out this fall. Okay. Yeah. Have you seen the remake they tried to do of Chucky? A lot of those went, oh, no, I didn't. But Mark Hamill was the voice. And people were mad that Mark Hamill was the voice. But he does good voices. Oh, yeah. But Great voice actor. But I, I did know a, a buddy of mine went and saw it and he came out and he Has said. Has he done anything live action? Mark Hamill? Yeah. Star Wars. He was being sarcastic. I know. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Tony believed you. Have you, have either of you seen Hereditary? No, but I've heard it. Of it. I tried to watch it. I got kind of, I was a little drunk when I put it on. Watch so it. I couldn't, it didn't make sense to me. I'm sure if I was sober and watching <clears throat> it, it would be great. Watch but. it. Uh, it's not overly scary, but the last. The, the the end uh, is it terrified me because there's I don't want to give it all away but there's a, a sequence where the mom is like crawling around on the roof and the like she's out of focus crawling around on the roof of the house and that scared the shit out of me like terrified me yeah um, there's a lot of uh, pretty good independent stuff right now that that people are making in uh, in the horror franchise, and it's pretty good. I actually enjoy those a little bit more. They, yeah, what, they're the, darker. The original things, <clears throat> like the indie horror movies that are mm-hmm. coming out. Yep. Yeah, like like Hereditary for one. There's a a lot of the A twenty four stuff. What's that? Is pretty good. It's a production company, okay. or e- it's either a production company or a studio. Because it's Blumhouse that does... Blumhouse has... They did... Um, 
Sinister and a couple of others, mm-hmm. and they now they now own um, Halloween, and they did the black phone. Yeah, okay. and even even their little opening um, graphic that says Blumhouse, it, it's always been like this spinning chair, and you see like a girl in the corner. Well, now you see Michael Myers stalking outside the window, and I, I noticed that when I went and saw Black Phone, I'm like, oh, that's right, they own the Halloween franchise, and so they've incorporated what? that into their graphic. Now. How did you feel about Rob Zombie's Halloween movies? Um, <clears throat> so I, I went with um, a group of people back when that came out, and I think that may have been 2007. CJ, I met up with you later on that night. We went to County Line. Remember, <laughs> that, remember that bar? Was that Lawson Road? Yeah, how long ago? It, it would have had to have been 2007, so you either just had Emily or you were about to. Yeah. And um, was she born in 2008 or seven? Seven. Okay, so this, then this was October of 2007, so she was a few months away from being here. Yeah. So I go to I go see Rob Zombie's Halloween, and our our old friend Cody, he hated it. He said, "Well, it's a shot for shot of the first one." I said, "What do you think a, a remake is?" Yeah. Because it wasn't a reboot; it yeah. was a remake, which means it's going to cover a lot of familiar territory. Yep. Well, I didn't mind it. Now, Halloween 2, its sequel, I hated. Because if you've seen the sequel to that one, have you? Um, you know, Rob Zombie, he's got his, his style, but he also includes his wife in a lot of things. So his wife, I think, was Michael Myers' mother who gets killed in the first one. And she... she, she I don't she, think she got killed in the first one. I think she was killed off, but I think it was due to illness. Okay. So in this next one... She comes to Michael numerous times as a vision, and she's in a white. You night- didn't like that. She's in a white nightgown. I almost feel like she had like a white horse with her. Am I, am I wrong? I don't remember. Uh, I don't remember. She continued to come to Michael in a vision, and like lead him into like certain directions and scenarios. And I just was just like, what are we doing? So I did not like the sequel to that. Yeah, I didn't mind that because it kind of goes into. You kind of get understanding of like what's going on in his head of why he's doing the things he's doing, yeah. And so you kind of get that twisted mindset of okay, I can see why he's killing people in a sense, but yeah. These newer Halloweens that are out right now with Jamie Lee Curtis once again back that are supposed to ignore all of the other Halloween sequels and only keep the first one. They're good. Um, <clears throat> Twenty eighteen was just called Halloween, and it, it was it was good. It got followed up with Halloween Kills, and I took Emily and Paige to go see it last year. It was not as good. It didn't stick the landing. Now these are not sequels. When they came out with the Halloween of twenty eighteen, it was said we have a trilogy, and if we're making one, we're making all three. And they have the original director of that very first one John Carpenter they have his blessing to to do these and it, not only was he um the director of the original he also did the music so that uh, that iconic halloween theme John Carpenter made yeah. so they have his blessing for this he's come back to do new scoring for all three of them and the second one was not that great i don't know if you've seen halloween kills but it's being followed up this this fall with halloween ends and it's supposed to be the last, last one with Jamie Lee Curtis because she's done last ones three times already. 
But the directors and Jamie Lee are saying, oh, by the way, Danny McBride is involved in the writing of all three of these. Which is really? I think you told me that. Which is unique. Yeah. But, but the writers plus Jamie Lee have said that this last one, Halloween Ends, will probably upset fans. Does he finally get a killer? Don't know. But they're also saying that the real life pandemic that we've all just gone through will play out into this as well. Like, oh, wow. Like a depressed town, you know, uh, okay. l- low budgets and, and things like that. So there will, there, there, there will have to be a time jump because if Halloween and Halloween kills take place within 48 hours of each other, if not, if not maybe a year, I don't really remember. No, it takes place. Like right when the first one leads off, because okay. the house is still on fire. You're right. Comes out. I'm so sorry. You're right. So it takes. So Halloween Kills picks up immediately where Halloween ends. Um, this last one will have a time jump to include the pandemic, but not only that, they they won't go into too much detail. They just continue to say it will probably upset people. We're going to go into a different direction that they're not used to seeing, and I don't know what that different direction would be because every Halloween movie takes place on Halloween and it's Michael killing people. So what, what would you do? I don't know what you would do. I've already seen some of the trailer. It's happening on Halloween. There's people trick or treating and he's stalking people outside their windows. It's what he always does. So what new direction are we taking? Obviously she's going to die. <clears throat> either that she's or she's died before either that or he's dead. He's died before with the way that this ended with, with the way that Halloween kills ended. Jamie Lee and Michael Myers never even meet up in this in this in, in, in Halloween Kills. She's recovering from her wounds in the hospital the whole fucking time. Meanwhile, he's still out in Haddonfield slashing it up. Um the townspeople get a hold of him and they're beating the shit out of him with whatever they can find. Shovels, bats, whatever. I laughed because one guy shows up to the fucking mosh pit block party with a fucking iron. An iron that you iron your shirts with. He's holding it in one hand while he's holding the cord to the iron in his other. What are you going to do? Smash him in the face. But either way, as Michael is down for the count. Like they, like Macaulay Culkin did to Marv. As Michael is down for the count, Jamie Lee is giving some like monologue to somebody else in the hospital. Saying like, you know, he's pure evil. He can't be stopped. And as, as she's saying these words, he's getting back up. And he kills everyone on the street that was that was attacking him prior and cody described it as michael went full-on super saiyan you can't fucking kill this guy what the fuck are we doing but it's not supposed to be that way michael is just supposed to be a guy with a mask who has killed people he's not freddy he's not jason but it, it it's it's heavily implied now at the end of this last one that came out last year that he can't be stopped he is supernatural he's the devil incarnate stuff like that. I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. It's just supposed to be a guy with a knife. Now it's supposed to be a guy with a knife. Just trying to kill his sister. Jamie Lee Curtis is no longer his sister. That, that happened in the original franchise and that didn't come around until the very first Halloween two. If this is ignoring all of those, that even gets brought up in the one that came out in 2018. They're like, yeah, wouldn't, you know, aren't they sister? And, 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 and her granddaughter is the character who says, nope, that was just a rumor. They are not related. So that's debunked. But, um, oh, I lost my train of thought. But, uh, yeah, the very first one was good. Halloween Kills was not good. And so we'll see what happens with Halloween Ends. 
Now, speaking of John Carpenter, uh, have you ever seen his John Carpenter's Vampires? I have not. I feel it's like he also did movie. the it's thing. A good one. He did. So good. Yeah, and uh, I've, I've seen some of the thing. Is that with Kurt Russell? Yes. It's good. I love Kurt Russell. <laughs> He's good. He's so good. He's good. But we'll see where this we'll see where this next Halloween goes. Um, after this, I assume that there will be another franchise break until someone comes along and brings Michael Myers back in a another reboot. Because you know these, these these things they never die, right? Like you're you're a film studio, you want to keep going. So how do you bring it back? How do you keep it fresh? I don't know. Reboot it. But we will see. Um, Saw. Not a big fan after the first I was, two. I liked the very, very first one, and I, I thought Saw 2 was good. Saw 3 ends up taking place at the exact same time as Saw 4, but in a different room. Scream even makes fun of that, where they're like um, talking about all these shitty sequels and then sequels that are like happening at the same time as, as another sequel and all that. Yeah, they're, they're talking about Saw. And then that's been done to death. Because Jigsaw, who, if you want to call him the killer, he's not the killer. He just puts you into traps where you may die. But he gets killed off in the third one. But then there legitimately are five more sequels past that. It's just, what are we doing? Chris Rock and Sam Jackson came out with one. Spiral, right? Spiral from the Book of Saw. I didn't see it. I read the whole thing on Wikipedia, so I know who lives and who dies and, and all that. But Didn't it get good reviews, though? I don't remember. But that was that whole thing was Chris Rock's idea. So it wasn't like they just said, "Hey, Chris, do you want to be in this you know scary movie?" It was him who said, huh. "I could do a good version in the in the Saw franchise. Let me take a shot at it." And he helped write it. So, and I, I think things like that are cool when actors want to get involved and be like, "Hey, I like the franchise. Let me put my twist on it." Now, it's not necessarily a horror movie. 40, I don't think. 40 Metascore. <laughs> but Oops. have you ever seen Tusk? No. It was written by Kevin Smith. Uh-uh. Went completely off what you would think that he would do. Right, because he normally does like goofy comedy, mm-hmm. pothead comedies. This is about... It's got... Justin Long in it. He's the main character. It's got Johnny Depp. He plays the detective. Uh... How old is this? 2014. Yep. So he's a podcast guy. He goes to try to get me up with this someone to do a podcast. Comes across this guy who wants to tell a story about a walrus that saved his life. And he is... He turns Justin Long into like a wall, Like drugs him when he goes to do this podcast with him. And keeps him there. So like his friends and all that back home are worried about it. And then they find him. He's got like legit tusk, and in his mouth. Yeah, like he sewed him and like fucked him up, made him like a walrus. That's weird. It's disturbing. It's it's good. It's definitely like when I saw that, I was like, oh, Kevin Smith, this should be good. I wasn't expecting that. I sent y'all the trailer a, a few weeks ago to Clerks Three. Did you check that out? No, I don't think I watched it. Okay, because it's it's coming. And, um, you know, then that'll be Kevin Smith's latest. It looks like it could be good. Uh, is, I like the Clerks movies. 
I have not seen the first. I've only seen the second. Isn't the first black and white all the way through? All black and white. Yep. I didn't enjoy it, and it wasn't because of that. I I don't think Kevin Smith had it hit yet his stride really yet. hit his stride. I loved Clerks too. Yeah, so funny. But what are the two main guys' names? Randall and Dante. Dante. Yes. And Dante's the more serious one, and Randall's the goofball. Yeah. So if, since you didn't watch the trailer for Clerks Three, it looks as if Randall's been diagnosed with cancer, and um, but he wants to make a movie about his life, so he's making a movie at the old convenience store about you know, all his experiences and he's like coaching them about his goofy scenarios once again silent bob and jay are back in it and then people are talking shit saying like why are they even here all they ever do is just smoke weed and make a quick little cameo because that's exactly what they do mm-hmm. you know so it's very meta but surely the whole thing doesn't end on a sad note with you know randall passing away you know but with his style it's it very might be. possible to it be. might be but I don't think that Clerks 2 ended on a serious note. It, it, it was just more or less them still being in, 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 in like a midlife crisis, realizing we haven't done shit with our lives besides well, that, that, a convenience how, store or a fast food place. How that ended was they actually, Jay and Silent Bob fronted them the money That's to right. buy the quick stop. Because they've always reopen. had cash. And, well, they also needed a place to Hang stand out. out front and sell their weed. Yep. <laughs> so... They were like, well, we'll invest in this, but we get to stand out front and sell weed. Uh, did you see the Jay and Silent Bob reboot? Yes, I did. I didn't. Um, <clears throat> as far as their standalone things, I don't remember enjoying Jay and Silent Bob <clears throat> Strike Back. Give it a rewatch and then watch the reboot. They're and both it, pretty yeah, funny. Maybe it was because I was still so young that I hadn't, you know been able to mature enough to understand what the hell it was that they were doing and i'm like weed what the hell you know what's weed you know because it was so long ago when that one came out yeah so no i i, I didn't i didn't I, I i don't i don't i don't remember it at all and i forgot that there was a reboot i feel like shannon elizabeth was once again with them i think she i think she's part of the little for a, for a brief point okay. so uh plot point her and jane silent bob her and jane silent bob her, her and bob. jay okay uh, when they were hooking up, she got pregnant. So it all revolves around Jay and his daughter. Now they're uh, he's trying to figure out: Do I want to be this kid's dad and try to teach her right from wrong? But then I can't tell her because I promised the mom I wouldn't. And blah blah blah. The scenarios that they're put in are all pretty funny, and uh, it's worth a watch. I also I also feel like. Jason Mewes is that his name? Who's That's Jay. Name? Okay, I feel like in real life he went and cleaned up and got sober. Yeah, I think he did. And so that was kind of also something that was going on. Like, how are you going to make this and be a pothead when you're not anymore? He, they did. They did. <laughs> and some things like that work. Like if you go back and you watch a lot of uh, Chris Tucker's earlier stuff, like Friday and Money Talks, you know, back when he was doing whatever he was doing. Some would say that he was funnier then versus making three Rush Hour films. If you look at his um, filmography on Wikipedia, it literally is Rush Hour, a gap. Rush Hour 2, a gap. Rush Hour 3, and then nothing since. Yeah. So, But I think Jason Mewes still plays that Jay character very well. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's not 
He didn't have to be. how funny he is. Yeah. He doesn't have to. He can still portray that. What else has he done? He was in Zach and Miriam make a porno. Yep. I barely remember that. Did you ever watch Mallrats? He was in Mallrats. He was. Well, I know that he's in all those Kevin Smith movies. Yeah, as Jay. He's always Jay. Wasn't there one something Amy? Chasing Amy. Chasing Amy. Dogma is one of my favorite it's, movies. It's yeah, mine too. Which you cannot purchase it anywhere. Uh, I got it. Well, if you have it, you have it, but like you can't so buy you, it on you iTunes. Can't download it. Oh yeah, no, you can't. But I had to go. Why? They have a right to it or something, or they can't do it. Because um, I really wanted to watch it, so I went to a couple different movie trading companies. I spent sixty dollars on a used DVD. Holy shit! But it was worth it because I went home. I was like, yeah, this is awesome. Dogma is great. And I know that Matt Damon and Ben Affleck are in it as well. Yeah. And Alanis Morissette shows up as God. God. Um, God herself. I don't Chris really, Rock's I don't, in it. They have a Alan not, Rickman's in it. He plays one yeah. of the angels. It's such... I've seen it. But again, it was one of those ones where I was too young to understand it. Yeah. But I didn't know that... Or maybe I did because I feel like you've brought that up before. That you can't get a hold of it anymore because of a rights issue. And that stuff just annoys the shit out of me yeah rights issues things that are tied up that you can't get a hold of but the studio who owns it isn't doing shit with it so why can't we buy it don't know it's you know, an opportunity you can find it on youtube and just yeah. watch it on youtube but i have it on youtube that's how i saw <laughs> that that is how i watched saw four i watched it on on youtube i didn't go red box it or go see it in theaters it, somebody uploaded a bootleg copy to youtube and i'm watching some guy's camera of saw four I am. I'm not paying for this. There shouldn't be a Saw 4. I'll let you borrow it so you can rewatch Dogma. Dogma? Okay. It's, uh, it's, it all ties into uh, Kevin Smith's universe. The Chasing Amy, Mallrats, the Jane Son, the Bob's Clerks, Dogma. It all ties in together. There's, I think, uh, in the first Jane Silent Bob, he uh, talks about Alanis Morissette kind of I think they're talking about the time and their song uh, Jungle Love and yeah saying all about written yeah written by God herself and that's a nod to dogma ties into it yeah Alanis Morissette though I I, we were at the river last year and I guess that she was in town and I didn't know shit about she's still doing stuff man she's only doing her one album because that is all she has and and I and and I'm not I'm not I'm not knocking she has more than that she has a whole catalog of shit. Okay. But what I what I remember about her growing up in fourth and fifth grade was is I wanted that album, Jagged Little Pill. Yep. And I wasn't allowed because of mom. Um, she knew what was up. But she had... She didn't want your teenaged angst to... Uh, she got it regardless. Rear its ugly head. <laughs> but um, what I remember about Atlantis Morissette was is she had all these lyrics ready to go uh, and all these songs written and they were all on a notepad in her purse supposedly for her follow-up album and it got stolen yeah and so she said fuck it i'm not putting out a second album so if she has more in the tank then it's just unreleased things but i remember that we were at the river last year and i'm seeing all these people on instagram who were were at an Atlantis set concert in dallas and i'm like i didn't even know she was in town one and then i said to you how short was that concert when all she has is a 10 song album 
Not, she, not, and not that that album isn't good. She does. That, she, I think almost every single she dropped was, was great, supposedly, at the time. She has a whole catalog. But I looked yeah, at I it mean, the other day. Tiffany, Tiffany was one of them. And I'm talking shit to her playfully. I'm like, dude, how quick was that concert? What do you mean? I'm like, all she has is one album. Oh, well. Oh, um, 1995, probably. Trying to think of sleeper horror films that maybe y'all have or haven't seen. There's one on Netflix. I um, love The Crow, but it's not a horror film. It. Probably, yeah, I haven't but seen it. Y'all have never seen The Crow? Uh-uh. And so many times they've they've tried to do reboots, and it's either not happened or it's been stuck in development hell. Was the actor Brandon Lee? He was related to Bruce Lee. I know that. That's but how did he die? He what got happened? shot. So on there's, set by accident. Yes. Yeah, was, yeah. Was, yeah. that's the, why there's the, so much controversy. The prop gun was loaded by mistake, and that that just happened with Alec Baldwin last yeah. summer. Yeah, someone gave him a hot load. And well, the same thing happened with his dad. Apparently, uh, that's what they're called. They have <laughs> their cold loads and hot loads. I'm I'm not Stop. making it up, man. Stop it. <laughs> Stop. I almost. Did you see the look I gave him? I almost let it slide. I'm like, wait. <laughs> I'm not kidding. What set do you think he was on? Guys, in movie production, that's just what they're called. I think it's called a hot prop or a live gun. I think that the load's in it, though, because they'll give you blanks. I don't think it's called a hot load on a, on that kind of movie set. <laughs> uh, maybe I'm thinking something else. I don't know. But, yeah, so he dies because there's a scene... <laughs> I can't Hang on, Tony. Well. Give us a few. We got to get this one out of our system. Yeah. Uh, a hot load Brandon, or, or a cold load. Brandon needs to digest the hot load. I don't. Uh, <clears throat> a cold load? Yeah. <laughs> you load bullets. Cold? Well, if they don't have an actual projectile in them. <clears throat> before Tony gets into where he was headed, but there was a lot of uh, scrutiny over that. And Alec Baldwin, of course, you know, put out a statement, but that doesn't bring back this dude's wife. Cause I feel like it was a woman who got shot. I think so. It doesn't um, bring back. The, he, he wrote a letter to the family. Cool, man. Is he not being prosecuted? Why? Why would he? He had nothing to do. He was an actor on set. Who, to your point, was handed a, a live gun? Can't <laughs> say hot load. Uh-uh. <laughs> no, he refuses. I'm not going to say that he was handed. I'm not, I am not going to say he was handed a hot load. <laughs> Come on. Why? I mean, and so I thought about these things last year. Not hot loads, but. <laughs> Here we but, but, but. Is Alec Baldwin in any trouble? Why would he be? He was an actor on set, and to, and, 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 and as far as he knows, it's a, so, it's a prop gun. It's 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 full of blanks. Okay, but that also sounds dirty. The the, the victim, <laughs> their family, someone they want someone to be accountable. Who's accountable? The armorer on set. Yes. The yeah. actor. Why would it be the actor? Because so he's the one that fired the gun. Yes, he is. He's got to. He's got to have something he, to do with it. He is the one that fired the It'd gun. Probably be the one in charge of the gun. It's the one who's in charge of the safety. The one who's in charge of the sets. Um, because all Alec Baldwin did was just show up to set, and they said, "Ready, action, boom!" And she's shot. 
So it's it's whoever whoever was in charge of making sure that these guns were dummy guns and not live rounds, that person's in trouble. Doesn't that, doesn't that make sense? Yeah. If the three of us are actors and we are on set and we are given guns, should we fire it up in the air real quick to make sure that it really is fake? Well, now, 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 a gun with uh, fake rounds is still going to fire off. Yeah. So yeah. should you fire it into, you know, I don't know, well, a target to see what happens? No, and that's, I guess that's where the problem with doing these, I don't even know if that was an action movie, but all of these action movies where they're using prop guns, a lot of times they'll use guns that have been um, milled without their... Uh, firing pins or they're they've put some sort of safety mechanism in place for them to not fire so why he had a live gun on set why they had live rounds on set that doesn't make any sense what my understanding was is they were out offset shooting that gun with live rounds so i, I don't know if it should i mean I don't know if the full blame should be put on the armor. I don't know if any blame should be put on Alec Baldwin. I feel like possibly something he needs to he needs to do something, not just an apology. Start up some sort of fund for their family or No, I I, I totally <clears throat> agree. I totally agree. Uh but he he should not be to blame. Because he is not the one that walked on set with a live gun, to his knowledge. Whoever was in charge of making sure that that thing was not loaded, that person's the one who's in trouble. My personal opinion. Fair enough. Was that what you were going to say, or did we derail you? About what? Oh, Jesus Christ. No, you were about to say something, and then we got oh taken no, so by also, hot, so <laughs> hot and cold loads. <laughs> God, you're like a five year old, guys. I'm almost positive that's not, that's not what it's called. But Just Google it later. Is I, it is I it wrong to, though that I want me to Google later hot loads? Yeah, you know what's gonna pop up. Yeah, no, but hang I on, it's not anything different from your search history. <laughs> No, but what I was getting at was when Brandon Lee died, there was a scene where he jumps on a table and like the whole, I guess you could call him like, a, not a mob, but just a bunch of criminals are all at the table and the lead guy was like, just kill him. So they all shoot and one of those guns happened to be loaded, Yeah. Uh, which there's this big conspiracy theory out there because I'm not for sure how true it is, but apparently his dad died on set. I don't know if it was on set. I don't know. I'm not for sure how Bruce Lee died, but yeah, so they're trying to say that. I think there's speculation that go along with that as well. It's somewhat of a Hollywood mystery. Yeah. But, I mean, if y'all haven't seen that movie, I'll give it a watch. The Crow? Yeah. Back to the life gun thing. I mean, this has happened over and over. Yeah. Did you Google Hot Load? I did. It's time-sensitive freight with um, cargo that needs to be delivered quickly. So it's a real thing. I mean, aside from the porno industry. 
What is a hot load? Hot loads are time-sensitive freight that can be delivered with smaller trucks and trailers to easily be accessible. So I just got confused with freight yeah. and guns on movie sets. So I think that what he... That's understandable. I, think, I, think, I really think that what you meant was a live gun. Which is weird because I'm probably the only person in this room that owns guns and shoots them regularly. Yeah, I got, I got three. You do? Stewart's yep. got Daisy. And he was very freaked out when I walked into uh, his room. This is years ago. And I knew exactly what to do with it. I mean, it was like disassembled. I put it together, cocked that trigger. He's like, whoa! Because I like picked it up and I, was, I wasn't going to aim at anyone. I'm not fucking stupid, but I knew what to do. And nine out of ten times when driving with him, he will say, Daisy's with us. I'm like, Jesus Christ. And so that's just always been it's the, cute, though, that he names his he, firearms. He named it Daisy. And, and, and so anytime after that, I'd be like, is Daisy with us? He's like, she sure is. I'm like, God. Did but, you see the look that me I saw and CJ you. both gave you when you're like, I'm not stupid. I'm not stupid. I'm not going to aim you at You got the anyone. same look from me and CJ. Like, Well, Tabby was around back then, and there was a time where she even said, is Daisy here? And Stuart's like, yeah, why? Well, keep it away from Brandon because he'll put it together and aim it my direction. I'm like, well, I might. <laughs> Mouth off. No. Um, I remember watching the old 60s show of Batman, the old, old, old one, where, like, you know, when Batman would punch someone, some <coughs> stupid animation would pop up on the, the screen. Adam West? Yeah. And Mom had told me that they went through a couple of different Robins back then because one of the original Robin actors on the show was killed by a live round just like that i'm like jesus that damn shark spray <laughs> shark what it is we brought that up before one thing that we won't bring up today since cody's not here is the unofficial uh mascot of this podcast no <laughs> do not do it we we went one without it we don't need to do it again fine no okay uh there Condiment is King. God damn it. I knew it was coming. <laughs> I there's fucking a, knew it. There's a movie on Netflix. It's called The Ritual. Okay. That is a great movie. You've seen it? Okay. Yes. Brandon, homework. Okay. Where It's on Netflix? Netflix. Netflix. And what is it about? The Ritual. So it's four friends. It, it starts off, there's five friends. One of them uh, gets murdered in a convenience store robbery. The other friend is there with him, so he's going through some guilt because he didn't act. He just hid. They go off hiking in Switzerland, I think. I believe so. And one guy hurts his ankle. or No, he hurts his knee. So they try to find a shortcut. The only shortcut is through these woods. And it's like this undisturbed forest that okay. <laughs> hasn't been touched in centuries. Anyways... There's a lot of freaky shit that goes on. There's some. Uh, there's a creature out there, and it's doing these terrible things. It causes like these psychic hallucinations and flashbacks, making the one guy that didn't do anything relive this moment over and over. And it ends with uh, the the guy at this. I don't even know what you would call it, a settlement or something like that, in the middle of this forest, and he's about to go undergo this ritual. Uh, but, yeah, that's just a brief synopsis. 
watch that. It's really fucking good. Like one, of, it's probably one of the best things Netflix has put out. Yeah, it gets pretty dark. A couple years ago, everyone was obsessed with Human Centipede. Did you guys ever see any of those? No. Uh, no, very weird. <clears throat> I don't want to watch a movie where some Someone's... guys get their mouths stitched onto another guy's asshole. And it, it, I feel like it got two sequels. I know for sure that it got one, but one of those is enough. Why do we need a sequel of more people being sewn together and forced to walk around? I also think that there's something where someone feeds a lot of food to the f- guy in, in front. The front. Mm-hmm. It was going to have to. So be it was way. just we're just moving the we're shit along. Um, some people movies. Movies that imply one thing in the trailer, but then you go and see it, and it's not that at all. Piss me off. Um, there was M Night Shyamalan's The Village. Did yeah. you ever see that? It so was really good up until the twist. It, yeah, and it was the twist that pissed me off. So you're led to believe that there is this monster out there, and if you go out past the boundaries that you should be in, the monster will get you. And it turns out it's just the townsfolk. Because they are trying to portray that they are living in the 16th century when they're not. They're living in today. And so, yeah, that was the twist. I, I didn't. I, I enjoy those monster flicks. And when the curtain is revealed to not be a monster, I'm like, ah, yeah, don't care. And I feel like there's been other things like that as well. I, well, that was Bryce Dallas Howard too. Mm-hmm. She plays a blind girl. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, that's I, right. And of course, right now, off the top of my head, I can't, I can't think of other movies that have been fake outs like that. Well, no. Everything that M. Night Shyamalan has done. Signs was always aliens. Yeah, but I mean, Signs was always aliens. The Sixth Sense. What was the twist in Signs? There was no. There was no twist. twist. And then that. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, the water thing. Is that the twist or that's just what... It's not that, that, it's that, not that, that, the ends up, twist. that ends up being a resolution. Yeah, which is terrible. But it, well, And the reason why I think that doesn't hold up is if they're on Earth and breathing our air, our air has got, you know, water mixed in with it. So, mm. well, moisture. And so, therefore, they shouldn't have been here in the first place? I think it's more of a concentration of H2O... Not just air moisture. Okay. Maybe there's something to that, although I don't think, excuse the pun, it holds water. Okay. Shalaban, did he do Split? Uh, yeah. With James McAvoy, yeah, all those because split personalities. That, that's the uh, it ends up being that's the second movie of Unbreakable. The Unbreakable. I've never seen Split. I haven't either. I so own it. Split was good. I haven't seen Glass either. And, you, and that I couldn't remember what the, the last one was. Yeah. The last one was kind of like its combination of uh, Unbreakable and Split put together because it brings back Sam Jackson and Bruce Willis. Yeah, yeah I've only it, seen Unbreakable. It's pointless. It's pointless. It was cool that they tie up Split to be in the Unbreakable world, and then when you make Glass, it was just a shit show. Yeah. But... Um, I just recently went and saw Nope. Was How did that, that go? Um, <clears throat> and so since since the boys we, we we couldn't link up to go see it, the next best thing was Tiffany. And so 
<laughs> I know she's probably listening. So the next best thing was that. And I was like, let's go see this movie. It's supposed to be UFO related, and we all know how I feel about aliens. And I don't know if y'all will see it anytime soon. And if, if you do get around to seeing it, you will forget what I'm about to talk about now. So I'm just going to go ahead and talk about it. The UFO that is stalking this little country house, it's not dropping off aliens and they're not scoping. You're led to believe that. But it turns out it's the alien is sent, uh, the UFO is sentient. It is alive, and it is what's eating people. Um, it's different for a Jordan Peele movie. Some of the things that he incorporates into this don't hold up or have anything to do with the alien at all. Um, one of them, it involves a, a, a child actor who has now grown up to live in this town, and the child actor went through a trauma where whatever sitcom he was at. One day they brought a monkey onto the show and the monkey, you know, goes crazy and, and kills off all the cast. Had nothing to do with the alien. Now all these flashbacks and stuff lead me to believe that maybe the alien being around made the monkey go crazy forever ago. It, it didn't. It had nothing to do with it at all. And once we have figured out the plan to try and stop the UFO slash alien, it's almost like Jaws because... We've got to figure out a way to stop it. And the only way we can figure out to stop it is to have it swallow a hot air balloon, and then that hot air balloon blows it up. So it becomes like Jaws. It, hmm. it, 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 it was just different. Did you like it? There was a, I didn't hate it, but I did not like it. There was a part where you think that aliens are, are around, and it's creepy. We're in like this one barn, and we're going after a couple of the horses that got out of their stables. And you see little shadows moving around. But it turns out it's kids in costumes. So it's not really aliens. And when um, when doing what I do with you guys after we go and see a movie, you know, I'm talking about it later on with Tiffany and one of her, uh, two of her friends, uh, Jenna and her fiance, were with us uh, as well. And so Jenna had even said, scariest part in that movie was the aliens in the stables and they weren't even aliens. I'm like, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. And so... And, and towards the end of it, uh, the, the UFO has changed shape into like this big kite-looking thing. And I said to Tiffany, I'm like, why did the UFO change shape? She goes, because apparently it's alive. It just... It was one of those ones where I thought it was going to be this really cool alien thing. And it ends up being Jaws in the air. And we know that I love Jaws, but this wasn't... It wasn't that. And so it, it, it ends up being one of those movies where you think it's going to go one way and it goes a different way and you don't like the way that it goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only one I like from Jordan Pill is Us. I saw Get Out. And that's all I've seen. You didn't like Get Out? I liked Get okay. Out. It wasn't like it didn't blow me away or anything. Yeah. <clears throat> what, the white girl's family kidnapping... Because he was, they weren't. He was not the only one that they had kidnapped. They've done this prior to him. Yeah, they've right? done it a lot. Okay, and and then his buddy, who's the cop or whatever, shows up at the last second and gets him the hell out of there. Yep. I have not seen us. I don't remember. Aren't there like copies of them or something like yeah. that? Yeah. Is like kind of like Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Uh, yes, I know. See any of those? No. Those are freaky as well. Aliens are coming to like pod people. Aliens are coming to down to clone you. You are now dead, and an alien version of you is walking around. It's kind of like the thing. Sem- yeah, well, like that. yeah, but 
I guess only because the thing is just one at a time. This is an invasion of little pods that are well, taking over it's, the Well, it's not exactly one at a time. It can... Uh, Split off? Yeah. Oh. It, it can take multiples. At once? Yeah. Huh. That's why at the end of it, you can see the main thing that's left. There's like a dog and a weird head and it kind of looks humanoid and this and that and the other. Oh, it's like, like split off into different pieces. Of kind what, of. What I mean, was. it's all one thing, but it's... But it, but you see multiple parts of what it had taken over? Yeah. Interesting. Well, did y'all ever... Did The Shining ever freak you out at all when you were a kid? Yeah, still does. Um, <laughs> still does? Still does. The Shining... It, it doesn't scare me. But it's but creepy. it very it makes me so nervous because I can handle isolation by myself when I'm at home with my kids and they're driving me bananas. This will take you to a really dark place, but sometimes you're just like, God, if you guys weren't here, oh man, and like you that resonates on a level his descent into just psychoticness is very unnerving and i tried to show that to my kids and like this movie is boring as shit why did you show this to us and i'm like look at it from my perspective they're isolated he cannot go anywhere the family they are stuck and he's losing his mind so that's pretty scary to me. We don't know how we would we we would react into a situation like that. You know, what if we were snowed in somewhere? <clears throat> what, what? And I haven't seen The Shining in a very long time. I mean, we were for a week. Were they? <laughs> well, were they? Were they snowed in for months? Yeah, yeah, for months. So it's not a week. It's not a from week. like it's, it's, it's yeah. It's, it's not from a, like September to April. And like nobody was coming for him because it was like the off season, and it's like nobody was gonna, like nobody was going to drive up there because as far as they know, nobody should be at the hotel. The hotel's closed. We'll see you in spring. Well, right? no, they know that the family's there. Okay, they know that they're taking care of the hotel because there's a guy that checks in on him every That's, once in a while. He's the one that gets killed. No, no, no. He's never checking in on him. He doesn't she, check the, the he mom, leaves the hotel to them. Yeah. The mom oh, yeah. is in communication with like a ranger station. If they need anything. Okay, yeah. So And because she's radioing, seeing are the phone lines going to be up. And he's like, well, no, they'll pretty much stay down until the spring when everything clears. So she's like, oh, shit. And now, they're supposed to be getting paid for this? Yeah. Okay. So it's like a job. It's, it's also a retreat for him because I, I, they may touch on this in the movie. It's It's been a minute. Uh, but he's supposed to be writing a book. Yeah. So he goes th- up there to write So that's kind of like a so it's like silver it's, lining for right, him. So it's like, yes, we'll do this. I need to write this book anyway. Right. Um, the Shining, I don't... I don't remember. I, I know that I have watched The Shining all the way through a couple of times, but it has never been one of those ones to me that's been so memorable that I remember even the. I don't remember Jack Nicholson's name. Jack? Uh, Jack. It is. All work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. Yeah. So Jack Nicholson plays Jack. I don't remember the wife's name. Jack Torrance. Wendy. And Danny's the boy. Um,. If you haven't seen the follow-up to that, Doctor Sleep, that was a pretty solid movie. Do it because it's so good. 
Because he's a he's an adult now. He's right? an adult now, yeah. and he's like coping with all of this. He doesn't want The Shining anymore, and it's really great. There's a scene in there that actually scared the crap out of me, and it's the uh, the scene where they take the baseball kid. If you remember that, yeah, okay, yeah, the the one. part where they're just over him and their eyes are all fucking weird, like that scared the shit out of me. Why? Why are you putting this on? I just thought that I would be nice. You put on the shittiest Star Wars movie. Which one? No, he didn't put on Attack of the Clones. I like that one. I God didn't click. <laughs> I, I, I didn't click the link to read it. But um, whoever the main actor was that played Han Solo in Solo, there was some article on Dark Horizons where Kathleen Kennedy and that actor talk about their regrets of Solo. Again, I didn't click the link to read it. Um, But that actor supposedly is in talks to join the MCU for something. Okay. Cool. Mr. I, Fantastic. You don't think that'll end up being Krasinski still? Will it really? No, I don't know. We don't know. <clears throat> They're saying that... I feel that, like it shouldn't be at this point. Because the reason why that did that did play out was... Um, whoever was directing... Oh, Sam Raimi was directing um, Multiverse of Madness. And he said, hey, have you heard that the internet is just going bzz- uh, you know, bonkers? Wanting Krasinski to be um, Reed Richards at some point, and Kevin Feige is like, "Well, we're throwing a Mister Fantastic cameo in, in this one anyway. Why don't you just let it be Krasinski?" And so he acknowledged the fan service and let it happen. But will it end up still being him? I don't know. I what is the actor's name who was in Forgetting Sarah Marshall? He's he's the one that was dating Sarah Marshall. He's Jason also he, Jason Siegel. Jason Siegel, yeah. Because he's also in How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. yeah. Supposedly, the rumor is he will be Ben Grimm, aka the Thing, for when Marvel rolls out Fantastic Four. Really? That's that's a rumor. How do you feel about that thing I sent to the uh, link or the group chat on Instagram? Which one? Uh, with Giancarlo. Who? Giancarlo Esposito. Oh, whoa, 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 yeah, Giancarlo Esposito. Yeah. He's from okay. Breaking, he's from Breaking <laughs> Bad, and he's for forget. He's at uh, you know Better Call Saul, and he's also in The Mandalorian. Yep. He's also in The Boys. So it's rumored he could be either Professor X or Doctor Doom. And more of that link because it hit Dark Horizons. And um, yeah. and again, I'm not trying to plug anything, but I've been following that page since I was in sixth grade. And more or less, if they're posting something, it's happening. The other things that, that I'll find on Instagram or whatever, they're just rumors. But yes, how do you say that actor's name? Giancarlo Esposito. So he is now saying he would prefer to play Professor X if they go that direction because he just is, because he says everyone assumes I'm going to play a bad guy. I'd rather not this time around. I think he would be a fantastic Professor X because of his acting chops. The way he speaks. He's a great, great actor. And for him to take that role on and his presence 
being felt at, like Professor X. He just exudes I, a maturity. I don't know if it's greatness or whatever this this air of not self importance. Professor X is a dig, very dignity and, and he's poise. A very, he's a very smart character. He's yeah. a very responsible, mature character. And I feel like Giancarlo Esposito would do that very well. So obviously Patrick Stewart cannot continue to do this. And if we do continue to do this... How then we, old is he now? He's got to be 80-something. Yeah. He's still making Picard at this point. It's getting a season three. I haven't watched... I, as far as Star Trek goes, you know that I'm, I'm more or less the J.J. Abrams reboots. Yeah. I'm aware of the other things, but Aren't Star Wars... are they doing Wars, another one? Uh, supposedly. Okay. What, but Star Wars, Star Wars was on... So. Yeah. Um, whether it's rumored or not, <clears throat> but supposedly talks have been, hey, I got another idea. This can kind of bring it back, and it would still be a continuation of the three that y'all have already made. And they're in... Nothing has been signed. They're... The director and the actors that are left are talking about it. But back to what we were saying, he could either be a Professor X, but he's also being rumored for Doctor Doom. And we all have a bad taste in our mouths of these previous Fantastic Four films. Do we have Chris a bad Evans? taste? Do we have a bad <laughs> taste in our mouth because they were campy, or is it the characters themselves, or, or is it both? But Doctor Doom, more or less, always has that mask on. So, what about um, if we're going to do this? Are we going to cast him, and he won't be wearing his mask, so that way you can see him acting? But he himself, that character, Doctor Doom, is also supposed to be a very imposing threat. What about uh, Javier Bardem for who's, Doom? Who's that? Have you seen No Country for Old Men? No. Okay. Uh, but if you show me his picture, I probably know who you're talking about. From yes. Spectre, maybe? Yeah. Uh, uh, Spectre. You see a 007 movie? Skyfall. 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 He was very good in Skyfall. Okay. He's a terrific, actor. terrific actor. And again, he's played villains in a lot of his roles. He could do a Doctor Doom or, or anything like that. Uh, very, very well. So, we haven't talked oh, about there it. There he is. For no, <laughs> for no reason. We haven't talked about it. Um, but where the MCU is headed, you know, they teased that a little bit of, of, of five, phase four is ending with, with the Black, Black Panther, Panther um, sequel. But we're, they've announced two Avengers films at the end of phase six which should be 2024 that's the Kang Dynasty and that's Secret Wars I sent you uh, the same thing that Cody sent me so there's another podcast group out there how come I didn't get this you probably did and you just didn't watch it but this other podcast group has already said Secret Wars is the way to go because here's what happened in the comics. Mm -hmm. Secret Wars brought in all these other variants of our heroes from other universes, and if we're going to do the movie version, that will once again bring in Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, both of their Spider-Man. It could bring back Chris Evans as the Human Torch. It could bring back Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. So all of our boys from all these other franchises could show up in Avengers Secret Wars. And I think that's fucking cool as shit. Because how do you top Endgame? We don't really have an idea of where we're headed yet. We just know that we're in the multiverse saga now. 
And so if we're going to do the multiverse saga... Well, now we have somewhat of an idea because our big bad is going to be Kang. Which which variant of Kang are we going to have? And, we don't know. But Doctor Doom also plays a big part in, in Secret, Secret Wars. Wars. He starts the Secret like He's responsible for it all. I want to see... I forgot who I was telling this to or talking about it. Maybe it's someone from work. But I want to see Tom Holland's Spider-Man come back. He will. Get the symbiote. And then you have the other two. So you have Tobey Maguire and Garfield actually fight Tom Holland. Be like, hey, you don't want to put this suit on. You... And Toby would be the only one who's Toby dealt would with be, it. Yeah, yeah, Toby only but knows. He could tell Andrew Garfield Spider-Man about it. And does does Sony have fight. rights to the Amazing Spider-Man? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's it, there, there's your Spider-Man. third there's your third film right there. I know. Venom, uh, the little piece of uh, the little the not the little. Now I know that the little one that's left over that's by M- that's MCU. That's MCU. But if we're fucking with the multiverse again, you find some way to do that. In the comics, Spider-Man's red and blue suit is damaged on Battle World, and he finds some little container that he thinks it, 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 it's it's Venom. It's not Venom yet, but it ends up being Venom. But the symbiote has taken the form of a black and white spider suit. So Peter Parker stupidly puts it on, and, and that's what he fights in on Battle World, which is what they're fighting in in Secret Wars. Doctor Doom takes them to Battle World, where it's more or less you got to fight to the death, and whoever survives gets to go home. So the heroes are fighting the heroes. So think Civil War, but more people in outer space. Interesting. But, yes, and so when Peter Parker gets home wearing that black suit, that's when shit goes sideways, and he realizes the suit's alive, and it's wanting to take over him, and he splits off from it, and it becomes Venom with Eddie Brock. But All right. Let's cut the shit. Why... Are they wasting time not introducing the X-Men? Did you have more to say? Were you done? Well, I mean, obviously... Well, I was going to say Fantastic Four, but it seems like that's on the horizon. We're taking baby steps for both. They have the rights, but it's not just because, hey, we have the rights. Boom, here's mutants now. Did I don't think that you've started... Have you started? And if you have, did you finish Miss Marvel? I've started. I haven't finished okay. it. But did you... You've watched the Wakanda Forever trailer. trailer yeah. yeah. So did you see the... Uh, did you see one of the characters coming out of there? Ironheart? Yep. I, know that, I know that she's introduced in that movie. She will become Ironheart in her own show. But are we going to make her Wakandan? Because she's clearly hanging out with Shuri. We'll see, I guess. That was just a teaser trailer, and we'll find out. Because I, I, I've honestly forgotten that that comes out in November. But um, back to Miss Marvel. Without It doesn't spoil anything. It has nothing to do with the plot. It's just a, a very quick throwaway line at the very last episode. Her little friend, what's the boy? Not the dude that she's got a crush on, but the boy that oh. she's actually hanging out with who's her friend. Something with a B. I forget his name. Either way. He says to her, hey, so I, I ran one more test. It turns out it's not the bracket that's been giving you powers. There's something different with your genes. And she's like, you know, what do you mean? He's like, He's like I don't know. I can't really describe it. It's, it's some kind of mutation. So he says that to her. 
And when he says that to her, they play the X-Men theme song, the same little X-Men theme song that Professor X rolled out with in Multiverse of Madness. So it's, it's clear to me now that they're keeping that theme. And so um, Kamala Khan is, is not an inhuman as she was in the comics. She is a mutant. And so she's our first official mutant in the MCU now that they have labeled her as that at the end of her show. And then if you haven't watched it yet, finish out the ending credits of that last episode because Brie Larson shows up. What's the problem? Her movie wasn't that great, but do we not like her at all? I hate her. You do? Why? She's not a good Captain Marvel. First of all, you're both wrong. (laughs) Her movie was pretty good. You liked it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I fell asleep for like three minutes when we went to go watch it. Did you? We didn't even go to a late show. It was boring. I, <clears throat> I was comfortable. I ate a lot of popcorn. <clears throat> we did eat a lot of popcorn. Chelsea, to this day, will even remind me, because if I'm ever talking about Captain Marvel, she's like, you hated that movie. I'm like, did I, did I make that known? I don't feel like I made that known. She's like, oh, I remember talking to you that night. The way night. Nick Fury gets his eye. Slashed by yes. a cat. Yeah. <clears throat> I, to me, Captain Marvel, the movie... <clears throat> Was one of those ones that you needed to sit through to get to the next chapter. That next chapter. Did you chapter, really though? Did I sit through it? Did you really need to sit through it? It's an origin story. It ends up being an origin story, it, it, and it's taking place in the nineties. I think that's my favorite part. Is like you get to see a blockbuster. Like you see a blockbuster. You see a blockbuster video. You see, a, you see a Star Trek. She's listening to old like nineties grunge metal, and we've got Coulson back, sort of. But I think we needed it for the introduction of the scrolls because we are headed towards Secret Invasion. And they say that the Secret Invasion show will have big uh, repercussions on the MCU because the scrolls have been invading secretly this entire time. Some of our guys may be scrolls and they have and maybe they have been for a couple of years. I thought that they weren't bad though. There are good and bad. They just are like, good just like, and bad. Just, just like there's good and bad people, there are good and bad scrolls. So there, a there lot will, of them are actually bad. Yeah. So there will the be comics. There will be a group of them that have figured out that the universe is full of super people, and if we take over their body, then you know we ourselves are now super as well. And, and in the comics, they call it and so corny, but in the comics, they call them super scrolls. So if somebody takes over Hulk's body, well, now they're scroll Hulk. They can do everything. Scroll. They can do everything that he can do and, 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 and all that. Now, and speaking of that fan theory I told you all about before uh-huh. we started the podcast, do you, who all would, was not on Earth that would remember Spider-Man? Who wasn't on Earth? Nick uh, Fury's one of them. Nick Fury's been off-world, assuming he still is off-world. Uh, Captain Marvel, the well, Guardians, so, 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 so Thor. We're, we're going to need to go back to where everyone was <clears throat> at the end of... Endgame and where they've stayed. So Captain Marvel, I, she could have gone off world. I just assume um, the Guardians, obviously, as well as Thor. But what we're talking about is there's a fan theory out there that when No Way Home ended, it only affected it Earth. only affected the people on Earth. So whoever was not on Earth at the time would still have recollection of who Spider Man is. So Earth of that universe, yeah. 
so <clears throat> the other two Spider-Man, Toby and Andrew, they would remember. Mm-hmm. Right? They were on Earth. Well, they got... I feel like... No, no hang on. Got, hang on, hang on. So that spell was... They too, can't that, forget who that, Peter Parker is because they are Peter no, 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 Parker. No. Do they... But they, they remember our Tom Holland Peter. But they were already gone before he they cast were, the spell. They were, because that, that spell was twofold. Strange sent everyone who didn't belong back, and then he sent out the rest of that spell that, that erased their memories. Right. So, in theory... Toby and Andrew were sent back before Strange finished his spell. So if they show up in Secret Wars, they should know who Tom Holland's Peter Parker is. Right. But the spell affected the multiverse. So if they're on Earth, whatever. So that is, so that is the kicker. So he, if you're saying you watched it and Tom Holland said, make everyone on Earth forget who I am. Is it Earth 616 or is it the multiverse of Earth? Because then that fucks up Toby and Andrew. Because everybody was getting through all those little monsters and spe- or the other Spider-Man villains that were coming through was because they knew Peter Parker was Spider-Man. So to undo that, Strange sent everyone who didn't belong back to where they needed to go and then wiped everyone's memories. So then that should take out Toby and Andrew's knowledge. Should. But to your point, anyone who's off-world, the Guardians, Captain Marvel, Thor... They should remember him. The other factor of that is um, <clears throat> it was you that told me Fahey said about um, when Loki kill Loki and Sylvie. Sylvie kill Kang. So Sylvie is the only one that did it. At or Sylvie kills Kang at the end of the show. Uh, no, Loki. what's the place called where they were at? Or the land where time stands still. I thought that. And the, that person, that's and, and, what, the, and the person they killed was he who remains. It's not Doctor Strange or Peter's fault that that spell failed. It right. was because of Loki. As a matter of fact, mm-hmm. when when I was sent that, I was with you, and we watched that. And it was Feige who was saying, yes, what happened at the end of Loki is the reason why Strange's spell failed. Yeah, because we've talked about that before mm-hmm. on this show. So did his... I mean, obviously his spell worked on Earth. Does that work in all the other multiverses? That's then? a question that we'll have to get answered, and that's one of those ones where we're clearly going to have to wait. Or will it get years. answered? It's going to have to at some point. What happened in that show is going to have to catch up to everything else. A lot of people are getting irritated, saying with Phase 1... We were able to at least see where we were headed. The Tesseract was present. Thanos shows up at the end of Avengers. And then all of Phase 2 is, oh, hey, here's the Infinity. Here, this movie's got that stone. That movie's got that stone. Blah, 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 blah. We clearly see where we're headed. We don't see where we're headed right now. And Feige has said, well, that's because Phase 4 is resetting the MCU and introducing new characters. So that way, where we're headed, you're aware of who these characters are. Right. But as as to which makes sense, but you still peppered in uh, Infinity in, Stones in the first Avenger and stuff like that. Tesseract, you, you, you peppered this stuff in. Yep, there is no peppering of anything right now. It seems to almost all be standalone. So we say Feige says differently. There's Feige's, breadcrumbs somewhere. Feige says there are breadcrumbs that well, he sees, but of course he sees it. <laughs> 
Because he's well, the mastermind. And Black Widow, you get a touch of Red Hulk. How? The guy that's looking for, I forget his name. General Ross? Yeah, he becomes Red Hulk. I know he does, but that actor is now dead. Recast. Well, they won't recast. Somebody had said that it, it, what needs to happen now is, let's say that General Ross has got a son, and that, that son um, you know, takes the serum, and he becomes Red Hulk. We are getting a Thunderbolts. I, I, I just assumed that Thunderbolts was going to be a show, but apparently Thunderbolts will be a movie in Phase 5, and then that is the bad guy team that um, Julia Lewis-Dreyfus has been slowly recruiting since Black Widow. Because she did it again with U.S. Agent at the end of Falcon Winter Soldier. She did it with um, Yelena and Black Widow. I feel like she's popped up a third time. I can't remember the third time. But we're, we're headed to a bad guy team up. But will that, will, will that bad guy team up be going after the Avengers? We don't have Avengers right now. We don't have them. Because, you know, if anyone has talked about the Avengers, it's where are they? When are they coming back? Um, they, they, the Avengers have been brought up before and Falcon Winter Soldier and Bucky's gotten defensive and said, hey, like, those are our friends, you know, stop talking shit. There is no Avengers headquarters right now. There are no Avengers. Everyone's gone off to do their own thing since Endgame. No, one, no one's hanging out in a mansion waiting for another problem. Are the Sokovia Accords still a thing? Probably. So the ramifications... I don't see that that would have stopped because of Endgame. The ramifications of Multiverse of Madness, the very beginning, when that monster is destroying New York, obviously Doctor Strange, Strange, Strange and Wong have a hand in it. Strange and Wong didn't sign up for shit. So are they... No, I know that they right. didn't. But seeing as how that they're... Would you call them enhanced... No, I wouldn't. I would say that they are two people who have learned the okay. Mystic Arts. So, I mean, they still have to be held accountable because we held the Avengers accountable, which is why the Sokovia Accords are in place to begin with. But they stopped a monster that Scarlet Witch fucked around with and, and, and sent to New York, all because she was trying to catch, catch a kid. That's true. So they intervened but, to stop her, but... If yes. the Sokovia Accords had anything to say... Is she dreaming? Yep. Okay. If the Sokovia Accords had anything to say about it, the government is supposed to appoint those people to I do agree. those things. Supposedly. So yes. now the Sokovia Accords, they're just kind of swept under I the rug. feel like the Sokovia Accords were such a prominent thing in Civil War, and then they were just briefly discussed again in Infinity War and never ever again. Well, they yeah. were brought up in Spider-Man Homecoming, but wasn't was Ross at Stark's funeral? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and then Black Widow was a prequel to Infinity War, so him coming after her was way before Endgame. But I don't you know, and, and maybe Ross being at the funeral, he had to say so cuz if, if, if I'm not mistaken, the Sokovia Accords is, is a government law. Well, no, it's not just a, it's a worldwide government it's a world, law. It, yeah. Yes, the world. I think the they wor- said 37 nations, but or I no, 137 the, the, the world nations. council. Yeah. Yes, but I think after Thanos, you just kind of throw that shit out the window because no one else. Hey, we stepped up and solved this. Yeah, you, you couldn't. What are you going to do? <clears throat> but are they still a thing? That that's a great question. Um, 
you're more up to date on the comic books than I am, and that pulled from the comic book. Did it go away in the comics? There's a there's a there's a Civil War two in the comics, and that's Iron Man versus Captain Marvel. Yeah, it. And I it think that that starts out with Thanos killing War Machine. It's so weird because in the comics the arcs kind of change. So from different arcs, uh, I mean sometimes the Sokovia Accords just aren't in them. Yeah. Thanos didn't just fuck around with the Infinity Stones. I mean, yeah, they stop him in that in that book, but he's not gone, gone. So he's still like a looming, you know, bad guy of the week later on in the comics. And so in when the comics, yes, when, well, he's he gone he, with us. He's dead. But there is a Civil War two. I know nothing about it other than the fact that there is a panel of Thanos punching through War Machine and killing Rhodey. Whoa! So, <clears throat> I, I what was the plot of Civil War two? I'd like Iron. to just pause here for just a second. How does every show end up with us discussing the MCU? Every show. I don't know because deep down we're just an MCU podcast. <laughs> We go this, from horror movies to fucking MCU. This started out with This probably Netflix. really upsets Cody since he's such a DC whore. <laughs> this started out with slashers. How did we get... Oh, I did it. I did it. Because we hadn't talked about... You do everything. Everything is your fault. See, this is why we need notepads. <laughs> so we have a timeline of things to follow and we don't just end up back on Marvel which is fine I could talk about Marvel all day we actually used to have an agenda <clears throat> that agenda didn't always play out because it was like blocked it was alright let's talk about this let's talk about that and then I don't feel like we always hit those bullet points we used to I feel like th- at least the first two or three episodes we did they were topic based and sometimes when we didn't have that topic anymore you know the show would end and then that's when we kind of switched to, to this um, idea of what's up what's going on you know and, and, and then yeah well we end up with the MCU but we don't always end up with the other reason why we're bringing this up is all these things just got announced and more things will get announced in September at their little Disney presentation they call D23 so we'll be doing this again but can't wait but you know, it's just it's we had these these new Avengers things to talk about. Now, while we're on the MCU, Ant Man three should probably be a very big one because Kang will be in that movie. It will it will be Kang. It will not be a variant. It will be Kang. Chad Chad messaged me on Instagram and he goes, "Hey, I need you <laughs> I need you to find me this this leaked trailer because they did present a trailer at Comic Con. It's it has not been released to us." And after digging around, I was only able to find some audio. Can't find a video, but I can find some audio. And from that audio, I know that Scott Lang has written a book of how he saved the world, and it annoys the shit out of Hank. He's like, oh, yeah, 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 you used my technology. I know, blah, blah, blah. But you're, the, you're the hero, but you used my technology. But yes, Scott has written a book. Kang does show up at some point in this movie, of course. And... Um, and Kang's talking to him, and, and Scott's like, well, I'm an Avenger. He's like, you're an Avenger? Have I killed you before? Because, you know, he's obviously jumping from all these different timelines. And, he's like, <laughs> and so I think that's that's cool. But we'll see when the trailer comes around. We also get Adam Warlock. And Guardians 3 we do, yes. 
I'm excited about that one. With that, he had one. a huge part to play in the Infinity, Infinity Gauntlet. War. Yeah, Infinity Gauntlet. Gauntlet. You're right. Um. Well, and so did Nebula. Yeah, she actually got a hold of the Gauntlet mm-hmm. from Thanos. I thought she was the one that snapped and and saved the save the universe. Not uh, I forgot how that played out. She she didn't save the universe. She wanted to take over it, and then I think something along the lines. What's the the demon guy that he's not in the MCU yet? Ghost Rider? No. He was in the Ghost Rider movie, and I can't remember his. If he villain was in the Ghost Rider movie, the villain? Man. Yeah. Nightmare? No. No. <clears throat> and it's not Nightmare. It is... Oh, goddamn. Fuck, I forgot that guy's name. Well, those Nick Cage Ghost Rider movies, man, I I don't really remember them. But you know who wants to be Ghost Rider? No. It is... Oh, shit. He was just in that movie on Netflix with Chris Evans. Ugh. He, um... Ryan Gosling... Ryan Gosling wants to be Ghost Rider. Okay. I can see that. Mephisto. Mephisto. Yes, Mephisto. What about him? Um, he is uh, egging Nebula on after she gets the whole of the gauntlet from Thanos. Like, uh, saying something about being better than your father and destroying the entire universe. So, Thanos wipes out half, and then she's going to wipe out everything. I'm over here thinking so, about Blackheart. So when he's saying be better than your father, like you mean like aim higher? Yeah. Oh, okay. So he's fucking with her. Yeah, because that's what he does. Okay. Now, so he, he, manipula- he, uses, he manipulates people. His name is Mephisto. What? Is that a manipulation name? I would assume so. They Why? can fly now? They can fly now. They got jetpacks. For those um, who are listening, I put on Star Wars Episode Nine against my better judgment. I, 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 just, I put it on. Just, no one held a gun to your head and said, put this one on. Well, I, I had Scream 4 on. I had Due Date on. And I just figured, you know, I'll be nice. And, and on so a low. I put on a Star Wars. The worst Star Wars. Kind of how this episode is going, ending on a low. This isn't ending on any low. <laughs> This but. is not the worst one. Attack of the Clones Attack is by the far the worst is one. Not the worst one. Attack of the Clones is by far the best. Excuse me, while I monologue about sand for five minutes. You're right. Attack of the Clones is great. Remember that guy? Hang on. Where is he? It's Matt Parkman. Yeah, from Heroes. What power I, did he get? Telepathy. He could eventually project. He could he could eventually make you do what he wanted you to do. Not only could he, not only could you read your mind, he could control your mind. When I was in Oregon, wasn't he a cop in that show? Mm-hmm. I never watched Heroes. Very good. The first season was really yes. good. I have to explain a lot where this tattoo of my arm comes from, and there are those that actually remember the show. Yeah, the Spider Man. No, that one. And when I was in Oregon over the weekend. Um, as I'm walking around Portland at, while everybody else is, is bar hopping, I found a tattoo shop and I wanted to make this bigger. And the guy even traced it out and he thought that he could do it and it was maybe going to be 200 bucks and I was already iffy on that. But he sketches it out and he puts like, you know, the 
um, plastic wrap around me, and he's like, I can't make this bigger without it still being obvious that the original one is there. I'm like, never mind. But I tried, because I, I guess you took the girls to get piercings over the weekend. Yeah. Because right as I met back up with the family at the bar they were at, Emily sends me a picture that she's got her belly button pierced now. I'm like, it's funny that y'all are at a piercing place because I just tried to get my tattoo bigger. She's like, which one? I'm like, this one. Couldn't be done, though. So, sucks. But speaking of tattoos, my mother just sent me a picture saying, she's like, oh, by the way, I did this. And she's got a tattoo on her wrist now of the outline of a heart. Oh, Con- I was going to say, is it a spider? Con- is it the spider? Conveniently. The exact same tattoo and the exact same wrist that Misty has the outline of a heart. Who would get matching tattoos? I can't name anyone that would get matching tats. <laughs> Whatever do you mean? Is it a matching? Well, me, Jude, and other buddy Cam same went, thing. Same little little devil guy, but they're different styles. But yeah, I'm kidding. I don't. I don't mind matching tattoos, but I draw the line. At one particular thing, and I don't know if you agree. You haven't done it. Couple you, tattoos, not couples tattoos, but people's names on you. Yeah, I, I, I've heard of horror stories of people who get a significant other's initials and or name on them, and of course, that relationship doesn't play out. Now you've got this name on you like a fucking idiot. Do you mean you get, like getting? A child's name tattooed aside, on your thigh. As, aside from or you your calf. Aside from that idiot. <laughs> no, I, aside from that idiot. But um, no, I'm, I'm aware of couples who have had um, fiancés initials on them, or you know, or or, or 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 names across their chest, and those relationships don't play out. I'm like, boy, I've seen you're stupid. I've seen on uh, Instagram a guy had names tattooed down the side of his ribs and for every one that didn't work out he did like a uh, like a paintbrush mark across oh, it goodness. marking it out i've seen some of those too where it was like the guy had the girl's name and then they broke up so he scratched it out and then they got back together so you put the girl's name on him again <laughs> and then they broke up so he scratched it out and they got back together the third time and he put it back a third time and i think that 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 one had to have been photoshopped but um, man, I think that it's only okay to put a name on your body if it is your child. Yeah. Otherwise, a significant other doesn't always play out the way that you want it to play out. Yep. Your parents are the only two people I know who are still together with each other. Everybody else, divorced, broken up. Bill and Lisa, still together. Some and my, of their friends, too, are still together. Who? Doug and Becky. Their friends? Yeah. Okay. I thought you said my friends. My who? Um, <laughs> but yeah. My dad doesn't have a tattoo. Continues to say that he will get a Dallas Cowboys star on him the next time that they win a Super Bowl. I'm like, well, you're never getting He's that tat. Fucked. I'm like, you're never getting yeah. that tat. He might actually get one after Jerry Jones dies, but he will not get that tat. I said, you should have gotten that tat in 96. But he won't get that. He continues to say, oh, I'll, get one. I'll get one this year. I'm like, no, you won't. You will not. What was your first tattoo? That Spider-Man tattoo? Uh-huh. He was with me. He's been with me for all of them. Um, I don't remember where we were. 
Deep Ellum, probably. Well, no, that's where we went, but I don't know what led into it. It was, it, I, I think he and I were on the border. I may have just gotten off work, and he's like, "Hey, I'll grab you a tattoo for your twenty-first birthday." I'm like, "Cool." And he's like, "It shouldn't be, what do we say, hundred bucks?" Yeah, shouldn't be more than a hundred bucks. And then it's two inches. It was a hundred bucks, <clears throat> and then he didn't have it, and he's like. Well, if you'll buy it, I'll pay you back later on. When he did, he came up on the board and paid. But yeah, he paid for this. We got these prior to Endgame. Uh, either that or Infinity War. One of the two. It was. I think it was prior to Endgame. Infinity. When did When did Infinity War come out? Twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. So when did? Okay, then 19. it had to have been that because I bought my Forney house in nineteen. Yes, and we were in Forney where we went. Yeah. These came from Scarlett Johansson because um, she said that the original six should get something, and that's what this is. It's got the A mixed into it. It's also got a six mix, mixed into it, and if you look at it in certain ways, it's it's one of their weapons. So there's the arrow for Hawkeye. There's the arc reactor. There's the Black Widow symbol. I've never, ever been able to figure out the Hulk one. Everybody else I can see. It's like... Uh, I've had I've had to like Google it and have somebody highlight it in different colors. I'm like, oh, okay, sure. Yeah. But that's what this one is. And then the Heroes one that I've got on my arm, that was just us on the way to the river last year and Ryan's got a tattoo guy. And I think that it was Friday the 13th. It was. And um, so they're obviously cheaper uh, if you go then. And so I got this. You got... That the elements, and I don't I don't remember what Ryan got at the, at this point. They have so many tattoos I've lost count. But his favorite, my favorite one that he has, is on his back. It's a Super Mario, and he took like a player's guide up there to show the guy uh, how he wanted it. And Mario, of course, in this shot is like holding a star. But CJ, no, 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 he's not. Actually, what happened was the guy <laughs> the guy pulled it off the internet, and it's from Mario Sunshine. And if you'll remember, he's holding whatever the name of the spray bottle. Oh, thing the is. the water gun flood. He's, he's holding <laughs> he's holding that in his hand. So basically, the guy just took that out, that out, and, and then put a guitar, guitar in. Put in the guitar. Cool, cool, cool. How many tattoos do you have? Don't you have Thor's hammer on you? On the back of my calf. Right there. I also have Jen's tattoo on me too. You have what? Jen from Tekken. That was my first tattoo. I don't I don't is that that's a video game, isn't it? It's a yep. fighting video game. Oh, that's right. Hey, speaking of that, I don't know if y'all care, but I guess they're bringing back Street Fighter. Yeah, it's it looks gonna, amazing. It's, it's got like a story mode or an open world or something like that. They're all older, so like Ryu has gray on them. So you can tell these guys are older and they're introducing newer characters. fighters, yeah. Yeah. Remember when we saw this as a trailer and you we were like, it. Holy shit. I, I had the same questions though. Because the trailer ended with the Emperor's laugh and I'm like, What? I mean I was I was very intrigued, but like this this shot right here. Yeah, she jumps over the TIE fighter. Cuts the wing off with her lightsaber. Amazingly, though, Kylo Ren survives a crash landing. So that was cool. Oh, it's cool. But this this is two hours of fan service, so of course he lives. 
He doesn't live at the he end. He doesn't yeah, say he dies. Yeah, I know. Harrison Ford comes in as a cameo for zero reason because he's not a Jedi. So how Didn't that blow you away, though, that no. he actually did that? That he came back for it? He did not want to be a part of it anymore. Honest, honest trailers. I love that. That uh, YouTube channel, yeah. Honest Trailers, picks this apart and says Harrison Ford couldn't even be bothered for a haircut. He's, he's scruffy looking. I'm pretty sure his earring is in. He didn't take his earring out to be Han Solo for this quick cameo. So he's he's, he's scruffy looking. He's wearing his earrings. He's more or less Harrison Ford in a Han Solo coat, basically. Yeah. Harrison Ford is is very much a weird guy, yeah, especially dude. in his older age. I think Stewart sent the video on Instagram <laughs> of um, somebody celebrating Harrison Ford's 80th birthday, and he's just very weird when he's you know thanking everyone for his cake. And on the cake is an airplane and a runway. And CJ comments back. He goes, "What's ironic? Here's this guy's been in three plane crashes, and they give him an airplane cake." Yeah. <laughs> He's legit been in three plane crashes, survived all three of them. Yeah. You know, he almost died filming the first Indiana Jones. He got dysentery. They're over in the Middle East. He gets dysentery. What is dysentery? Because I I only only know that from Mrs. I think it's where you shit yourself to death. I only know that from Mrs. Doubtfire, where Robin Williams tells the kids that he hopes that their mother (laughs) doesn't doesn't get amoebic dysentery. And and so the little girl's like, what's that? And then Matthew Lawrence's character's like, it's where your body dries up. It's where you get diarrhea forever. He's like, diarrhea forever? He's like, yeah, your body dries up and you die. <gasps> you die? Why would you want mommy to die? He's like, I don't want mommy to die. <laughs> but. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember any of that. Mrs. Doubtfire. It's been so long since. I'm yeah, it was one of those ones that we had on repeat when we were in third grade. That and the Lion King, the the cartoon one. I could recite that thing from like start to finish. I think. Jesus Christ! How depressing was your house? <laughs> <laughs> it was okay. His parents get uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. The parents get divorced. He can't see his kids. He's got to dress up as a middle aged old woman. Yeah. Then he gets caught, and that's really depressing. I thought, and then, I, I, and then Lion King, holy shit! Isn't that a fucking tearjerker? I love it in the office, where um, I forgot what happens, but they're all in the conference room, and um, oh, then like a bird die, and they're having like a bird funeral yeah. or a fish or something. Something they're having a funeral, and so Michael wants them all to talk about grief and when they've lost a loved one. And Ryan, and he's like tossing a ball around each one. And when you catch the ball, you need to say something. So Ryan's like, well, there was this time that I was on this this African safari and my uncle Mufasa was um, yeah, was trampled by a, you know, a, a, a stampede of wildebeests. Michael, not knowing what he's doing yet, he's like, oh my God, are you okay? Do you want to talk about it? And Ryan's like, no, it would... It would probably take me about an hour and a half to tell that whole story. Yeah. <laughs> the runtime. <laughs> it would probably take me about an hour and a half to tell that whole story. Still never seen The Office. I know that you haven't. And it, it, it irritates the shit out of me when you will send me a gif or a meme that pertains to The Office. I'm like, you are not allowed. I do to it send- just to piss I know you that off. you do. 
Ryan will do that. Allowed to send me these. Ryan will do that. She 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 does not like the office. Why? Doesn't get it. I know. She's tried to watch a couple episodes. I know. I know of many females that cannot stand (laughs) Seinfeld, but most of those same females love The Office. I don't get it. I don't like Seinfeld. Seinfeld was not funny until season four. Because yeah. the whole premise is to be a show about nothing. Our podcast is a show about nothing. Imagine a television show literally about just four friends hanging out in New York. Nothing. Friends had a plot. It had character arcs and story arcs that continue over season to season. Seinfeld was almost always standalone. You could kind of say the same thing about It's Always Sunny. Yeah. They eventually adopt a character arc and the characters grow and things continue. But Seinfeld was almost always... Yes. But Seinfeld finally embraced the nothingness and threw in randomness to it in uh, season four. And it was just goofy as shit. There's an episode where Kramer finds this old Merv Griffin set. One of my favorite episodes. In the dumpster behind his apartment. And he takes and he puts up the entire set into his place. And when Jerry or any of them walk by, he's playing the old theme song. He's bringing them in. He's in a suit. He's got cue cards. He's acting like there's cameras on. There's not cameras on. He brings in um, an animal entertainer, and the animal entertainer shows up with an owl, and he's like, where are the cameras? (laughs) Kramer ignores the question. There's another episode where um, George and Jerry visit an old pizzeria that they visited when they were younger. One, one of my favorite lines from that Merv Griffin episode is <laughs> Elaine is sitting down with them and she goes, Kramer, what the hell's going on here? He's like, what are you talking about? Well, first of all, you're reading note cards. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, when George and Jerry go to the pizzeria, there is an old Frogger arcade game that George had the highest score on when he was younger. And it's still there. But now the pizzeria is closing up and George wants to protect the arcade, so he buys the arcade. But then the problem is, George, what are you going to do when you unplug it? How is it going to stay charged with your high score? So then George enlists the help of Kramer, who always knows a guy. And in any of these situations, Kramer's got a friend who can help you out. So Kramer... Shows up with a guy who can keep the thing charged long enough for him to get it back to his apartment. So that way the high score is maintained. We get into the street now. And there's traffic. Here comes trucks and cars or whatever the fuck else. And George pushing the arcade. The aerial shot now is above George walking across the street with the arcade just like the Frogger game. Where the frog is trying to jump from lily pad to lily pad and avoid whatever obstacles are coming its way. And they're playing the same theme. They're playing the sound effects, the music, just like in Frogger, of George trying to get across the street. Ultimately, a truck breaks the machine. It implodes on the street. The high score is gone. The game is over. Which, by the way, Friends did the same thing with the Pac-Man. Yeah. When when Chandler got all the high scores. Chandler's got the claw. But Phoebe, or no, Phoebe or Monica unplugged it. But then when they plugged it back in, all the high scores yeah. are still there. So, is that I'll true or not? Yeah, you can unplug the machine, and when you plug it back in, it should still retain all the high scores. Because it's the computer chip inside, not the power. The issue in that episode of Friends was 
Chandler got high scores, and the initials that he put were all cuss words. Yeah. And Ross's son, Ben, was coming by. And After they, ASS, you have to get pretty creative. And they wanted those cuss word high scores to be gone. So Chandler had to get back in and beat his high scores and put in appropriate initials. And that's how he fucks up his hand by playing too much. But yeah, that is a, a plot hole for Seinfeld. Or arcades between Seinfeld and friends after the years that have passed have adopted a memory chip that stores your high scores, whether you unplug it or not. Well, if you think... No, because even back in the day when you go to arcades, yeah. they turned the power off. You turn it back on, your high score is still there. Yep. Yeah. So then it's a sign for the plot hole. Yeah. I mean, it's a genius premise. It's just wrong. And of course, normal people don't think about things like this. Just people sitting around doing a podcast Jesus Christ was that John Williams in the cameo uh, roll it back I don't wanna <laughs> hang on one show I did like now that I hated when I was younger because I was just too young to understand it is Frasier I never cared for Frasier Frasier is pretty funny now I go back and watch it from what I used to, or from what I can remember the few episodes that I did watch because it would be on after whatever my parents would watch it and I'd just sit there and watch it with them because that's what we did uh, yeah it was funny Niles is funny the dad's funny here's what you don't know the same night that Friends had its series finale so did Frasier really and he himself Kelsey Grammer had a promotion commercial about his series finale saying when you're all done watching Friends just a little friendly reminder my show ends tonight too. Remember when Kelsey Grammer played Beast? Yeah. yeah. X Men. Do you know that there is family drama there? Like his sister killed someone, and or afterwards killed herself. My dad told me all about it. That there, there's big time family drama over there. That the sister did and some the bad. Grammers. The, the the sister did some bad shit. Wow. And he's the only one that really came out of it. <clears throat> did you uh, know that he game. was in? one of the Expendables movies. Oh, that's right. I only watched the first one. I feel like I only watched the second one. He was in the third one, so you've seen the third one. Goodness. Okay. I think your dog is dreaming, bro. Lexi makes some cute puppy noises when she's snoozing. I just... you know, Lexi looks like she's broken. Callahan will do that, too. And it's pretty adorable. Yeah, it's pretty cute. Did you... Did you ever watch It's Always Sunny? Yes. I try to get him to watch it. I started watching it, but then the I just... The first episode alone had me fucking dying. When that black dude walks funny. into the bar, they I... all think he's going to rob the place, so they just put their hands up. They're like, I'm not here to rob it. Yeah. <laughs> Which they, they start out dark. It wasn't that long ago, right? Sonny's been around. It's been around for a Sonny while. is hitting their 17th season. Okay, but... Racism has been bad for a really a long, long time, time, and for them to make that kind of <clears throat> humor, things have definitely that's changed. a bit risque. Things have definitely changed over the years, especially with cancel culture, yeah. and everyone is so easily offended by everything. But when that episode aired, I want to say it was two thousand five or six, and so yes, racism was present. 
Yeah, because but Charlie it, was, tries to go out and make black friends. Yes, but was it? But, but but was it an unmentionable plot line at the time? No. Yeah, and supposedly there are episodes of certain shows now that are cutting out certain things. Isn't there? Is there not an episode of The Office where when Dwight is the manager? And he's got that little facilities guy, little goofy white guy who's like fixing things up around you know the building. Doesn't she? Doesn't he show up in blackface in an episode? I don't think so. I if if he, I think that he does, and I feel like that episode or that scene has now been cut. If you try and watch uh, Netflix stream, or if you try to watch The Office on, on streaming somewhere, me, I have purchased the series. Yeah, I did too. So I, I can watch that whenever. But there are more things like that. That uh, involve certain things, um, blackface and, and whatnot, that have been cut. Family Guy has always had a white guy voice in Cleveland, and that has now been corrected to have a black voice actor voice Cleveland. Anyone on The Simpsons who voices a uh, black character who was originally voiced by a white guy has now been corrected to have a black voice actor. Didn't they get rid of Apu too? Uh, Hank Azaria, who has done the bulk of many characters, is now strictly down to a select few because he was playing other colored characters. No, but I mean, like, isn't Apu gone because he's just so racially insensitive? If he's gone, uh, we're, who's who's running the quickie mart? I don't know. This this tells you how much investment I, I have. In I have the not Simpsons. watched The Simpsons in a very long time. Yeah. But so speaking of cancel culture, isn't our country just a bunch of pussies right now? Yes, yes, very much. <laughs> well, I also saw. Uh, I'm gonna go back to the MCU again. I'm sorry, but don't apologize. <laughs> There's uh, a thing I had this. read. Uh, <laughs> I will apologize for this movie. Yes, but uh, yeah. So there's this big thing going on where like they're beefing up a lot of these female like Black Widow and all them but then you notice Thor and Hulk they're dumbing down like their strengths and what they could really do and then there's also they brought in uh, Black Panther and this is pretty true because Black Panther he didn't give a fuck really if you weren't from Wakanda he really didn't give a fuck about you in the comics and now like he's this okay I'm gonna protect everybody right. but in the comics he was very just Wakanda, and that's it. I grew up watching a couple of Avengers cartoon shows, and that character of T'Challa was a little hard to get on your side. More or less, if it was not a Wakandan problem, go fuck yourself. Exactly. It took certain things to get him involved with the Avengers. If Wakanda was potentially in danger, then he teamed up with them. Yeah. But in the movies... Our T'Challa was a lot more receptive and welcoming of the Avengers, and sure, I'll help you. But he only helped him out in Infinity War. Kind of didn't start that way, right? It, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. It, it only it, and, and, and so if he got involved in Infinity War, well, Thanos showed up in Wakanda. So, well, he showed up in Wakanda because that's where Vision was. Yes, if Vision wasn't there, he wouldn't have showed up there. Um. But yeah, it's just so we're so woke. So and my, we've got to step on eggshells all over the place. So I will tell the I will tell this story because it's it's not on me. It's on my father. 
But we were talking. Oh, past, great! We were talking this past weekend. He doesn't listen, does he? I haven't even brought this to his attention. Good, tell the story. Yeah, <laughs> even if you know what, as a matter of fact, I he has. He saw that we had a podcast, and I think he put what in capital letters with like eighteen A's in it. Has he listened to an episode, Christopher? He doesn't know how to get his boarding pass at an airport, so I don't think I don't think that he would know how to play a podcast. Yeah, it's a good I, point. iPhone guy has definitely dumbed him. Oh my god! Off topic, real quick. I took him to Starbucks on the way to the ceremony, and I bought. I bought everything. I bought coffee. I bought the muffins. I bought. I, I mean, I, I I bought the round at Starbucks. I bought breakfast for everybody. And when I went to pay, I paid with my watch. And I did it one because I always pay with my watch, and two because I knew that he would be dumbfounded as to what I just did. And when I paid with my watch, what source of black man? When I paid did you with my use? watch, and it clicked and went through and dinged and did all the little song and dance that it always does. I did a slow head turn towards him. And I said, what do you think about that? And he goes, how did you do that? I said, it's Apple Pay. And he holds up his fucking watch, which is just like a, a big Michael Kors watch or whatever it is. It's just a watch. And he's like, how come mine isn't doing it? I'm like, because it's not a fucking smart watch. He goes, I don't get it. Like, And, you know, typical Brent Jones. But that's not where I was headed. <laughs> what I was going to say is Brent Jones, thinking out loud in the two-hour car ride back, he was talking about transgenders and how he doesn't get it. Oh God! And how he's just so dumbfounded that that that's where we're at today, where you can just pick and choose whatever it is you want to be. And so his thought process is: ten years from now, we'll be trans species. You could identify as a female shark if you wanted to. People already are doing. They're are doing they? That. Are they? Well, have you, do you know what a furry is? I'm aware. Okay. I had a, uh, a team member back in a the what? day. A, a team member, hang on. Uh, a team member at CC's once said, hey, I need the weekend off. Now, she was a little weirdo out there as well. Um, but she said, I need the weekend off. I said, okay. She's like, yeah, I'm going to a furry convention. Now, I didn't, I didn't need to know that information. <laughs> But at the same time, I didn't know what that was until she explained. And she said, well, you know, it's more or less we, we're all staying at this convention and we're, we're at a hotel and we're all in furry costumes. And I'm, I'm, still, I'm still not getting it. I'm still not getting it until she has to, like, Google images and show me. And they're all in, like, fox suits and raccoon suits and whatever wildlife animal that's out there, you name it. If you can dress up as it, they are it, and they are it for the weekend, and they are, that's, that, that is them. And she was this pink-looking fucking furry fox-tiger thing, and that's what she did for the weekend. Yeah. So, yes, that's, that was a furry convention. But my dad, yeah, that, Tony just Googled it. It's, that's definitely that. But my dad is saying that where we're headed uh, in the next couple of years, we will be identifying, if you want, a trans species. Yeah. Now, there's no medical procedure that will turn you into no, there's not. a pink fox. Now. You're still going to have to put on a fucking pink fox costume. That, that now begs the question. But there are people doing, like, elf ears. Have you seen those? The surgeries? Yeah. yeah. I had not seen that, but I guess my point was going to be, okay, from a professional standpoint, 
when someone's applying for a job, mm-hmm. male, female, choose not to answer, veteran, non-veteran, things like that, will there eventually be boxes you click on that's like shark, dolphin, tiger, I lions? Think I think it's just going to... Here, okay. We've we've gone down this slippery slope so much with cancel culture and trying to be all inclusive that now it's making things like this more complicated than it absolutely should be. There should in my opinion be four boxes <clears throat> that you can choose for gender. Male, female, identify as other, choose not to answer. Or three, choose not to answer. Choose not to answer. I'm sorry that the gender that you identify is not listed on there, but when you talk about a medical field and a doctor, a licensed physician who went to medical school for eight years or whatever, and they ask you, male or female... You should say, I was born male or female. And that's it. You know, we're overcomplicating this shit too much. Since 1776, the country worked pretty well with some, you know, dark marks here and there. And we didn't have 17 other forms on a box when you were applying for a fucking loan. I agree. So we just need, we've gone down the slippery slope too much. We can't get back up to where we were. This whole woke mentality and we've got to walk on eggshells every, everywhere we go Dude. because we're going to offend someone. someone. It's just not the way to go, man. Family guy, I have, I have nothing to watch right now. And so I have been back on Hulu, getting caught back up on wherever it was I left off on Family Guy. Uh, 2018, I got real behind on 2018 just because of all the stuff I had going on. I, I didn't want to watch TV. So now I'm, I'm going four years back in time and getting caught up. So I'm watching Family Guy. And, and, and last night, Peter had to hire a millennial at the brewery. And the millennial was texting instead of talking he was so involved with Twitter. He's like, oh, hey, you're, you're, trend, you're trending now, bruh. And, and Peter's like, what the hell are you talking about? You know, <laughs> things like that. But then it, it does dive into cancel culture and how everyone's so easily offended by the stupidest fucking things now um, and, and, and more on like that. So I do agree with what you just said because what you just said is, is, is more or less what Dad was saying in the car ride back. Just... We're so overly sensitive now. His, we don't, his we don't, was we don't, a little we bit. We don't, we don't want to offend anyone, so we're allowing <laughs> we're allowing all of this behavior. Um, but where does it stop? Yeah. If okay, let me just put it to you this way: <clears throat> if you identify as a shark, or you choose to identify as a, a dog, or a, you're born male, you identify as a female, that's fine. It should not affect me in any type of way. If you can get in and you can, uh, so as a professional standpoint, you and I, hi, you, we all three hire people. If you can get in and do the job 
that I have hired you to do, I don't give a shit mm-hmm. as to what you identify with. Zalot hit the nail on the head. My very first day in training when I was with Zalot, I was at the, uh, the Dallas location, and they have a restroom. And that restroom sign out front does not have the male or female sign. Instead, it has a mermaid and a unitard out front. Underneath it, it says, we don't care what you are, wash your hands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah? Right? So that's, that is the lot embracing the weird and saying, I don't give a fuck. Wash but, your hands and get back out here. But I loved it. You know, uh, there's probably someone out there that is offended that they, oh, you're going to tell me to wash my hands? Yeah. yeah. But like that, that's, that's the thing. Everyone wants to be offended. Everyone wants to be able to capture they, they, that on their cell phone. Yes. Post it and blow up. And do you know that I am way more self-aware of that these days? Because just everyone's on their cell phone. You see, the with all the flights that I was just on and all the delays, I just figured somebody was about to have a fucking meltdown and somebody was about to get posted live on streaming. You know, and I, But it didn't happen. But yeah. I, I'm just way more aware of these things because I've seen so many um, Instagram reels where people are, making a scene on an airplane and getting kicked off. And, and, oh, back when everyone had to wear a mask. Well, I'm not wearing a fucking mask on this airplane. No, dude, if you want to get to Florida, you have to put the mask on for two hours. Just fucking do it. Yeah. Oh, I'm not doing it. And he gets kicked off a plane. Yep. You know, I just, I'm, I'm very more self-aware um, of those things. And, and, you know, Tony, with you and I being in the restaurant industry, you know how customers can be. And yeah. so I... I you, us as managers, we always have got to stay calm, especially in restaurants, because there's a hundred other eyes watching us. And if one person pops out that camera, and if you and I lose our shit, we're the assholes that are on camera, you know? Um, there was an Instagram page. I think it, it, it's either deactivated now or, or it changed its theme and it's something else. But there was a page called Karen's Unhinged. And that's just all these middle-aged mothers who always have a problem with something. They always need to speak to the manager. There's always a problem. And um, there was this one woman who was at a Sam's Club being so fucking horrible to the Sam's Club employee that he's recording how she's acting. So you you can't record me. He's like, ma'am, I I am recording this. I'm, I'm documenting to show that I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm just doing my job. And it was, once again, it was a mask policy. Yeah. And she wasn't putting it on, and, and the internet supports him and didn't support her. There was a woman at a T-Mobile who just didn't want her phone that she just bought, but there was nothing wrong with it. So T-Mobile couldn't take it back, but she was throwing a fit, saying, no, no, I don't want this phone. Give me another phone. Ma'am, I can't give you another phone. Like, you bought this phone. There's nothing wrong with this phone other than the fact that you don't want it. I can't give you another phone. Where's the manager? Give me the manager. Let me talk to the manager. I, ma'am, I, I cannot do that. And she's breaking shit now in the T-Mobile lobby. And just, just, it's just, it's, it's crazy the way people behave. And so they think, though, if they talk to the manager, it's all going to be resolved. You're the asshole. She's, you know, she's the innocent victim. Do they behave this way because they feel like they're entitled? Do they behave this way because they feel like they've been done wrongly? If we cater to them and give them what they want, then they feel like this behavior is okay and they can continue to act this way at other places? 
I don't have the answer for that. It customer service, as I said on the last episode, it's the most thankless, thankless job, and uh, I, I don't know why people feel like they have to berate customer service like that. It really it doesn't get you anywhere. Uh, if you're at a restaurant, people spit in your food because of it. If you're at uh, ticket sale happen. line or something like that, you know, you get brushed aside and this, that, and the other. I have never. <clears throat> we just need to be decent, but yeah. we also need to stop being a bunch of bitches. You know, in the food industry, I've, I've never once fucked with anyone's food. <laughs> you fuck with you, uh, you laugh, have you? You fuck with someone's food, the trust is broken. I mean, like, if you fuck with someone's food, then I wonder, have people fucked with my food? And yeah, I, most I, definitely. I they eat. probably have. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I love food. I, I can put away some food. And so then... That's why you got to be nice to everyone. Exactly. And that's that cardinal rule. Cardinal rule. is that cardinal rule, especially in waiting. <laughs> and Ryan Reynolds says it. She broke the cardinal rule. You never fuck with the ones who control your food. Yep. But to your point, we are very, very sensitive about everything these days. And it's funny that a generation that grew up on South Park and Family Guy are so easily offended about everything today. Explain this to me. She is Sherlock Holmes now. She just magically stood in the exact place... Move that dagger across the horizon. I still didn't see it. And said... I don't understand this movie. Oh. The Wayfinder is there. Um, <laughs> I was very excited to see this movie. Star Wars Episode Nine. I'm like, right, cool. This is Who really wasn't? I, the, even the trailers I watched over and over in the car, they sounded amazing in my, in my speaker system. I was excited for this movie. He and I, CJ and I, Went and saw this. We had dinner at TGI Friday. I remember it. We had dinner at TGI Fridays. We went to the AMC and Firewheel. I fell asleep numerous You made times. him drive all the way over here from Forney? I drive to Strike Wheel now. So. I bought a collector's tin of popcorn. <laughs> Where is that? Where is the collector's tin, I turned tin, it bro? into the dog's outside water dish and Lexi destroyed it. <laughs> Remember that time we went to go see, I think it was Guardians 2, and I really got... You got a group popcorn cup. Yeah, but remember, I actually, I bought a regular popcorn, like a large, and then we were all in the movie thing, like, where do they get those? You know, they go ask for the special, so I went and got another popcorn for the group popcorn cup. I think I went and got one as well. Speaking of Groot... And I don't mean to take us back to the MCU, but I will. <laughs> Cute little fucker's getting his own show. It's, it's out today. Is it? Is it? It's, it's been out all day. Oh, I, I literally just remembered. It's It's been out all day. Today's Wednesday, right? Yeah. yeah. Disney drops their Marvel stuff on uh, Wednesdays. No, it's actually Thursday. Well, until we go to bed and wake back up, it's still Wednesday. But Groot's been out all day. and it, It's it's nothing. It's standalone. It's just animated shorts. If I Groot on little Groot. Is adventures. it Vin Diesel? Yeah. It has to be. It doesn't have to they be. They wouldn't do anything MCU without him. It, it, he is... I mean, that's like making a Rocket show without Bradley Cooper voicing Rocket. They would... And I know that it's just one little line over and over and over, but he does do the voice. It's him. 
Now I have something to watch when I get home. Because I finished Stranger Things. Ooh, did you? Yes. All right. We can't get into it. We're already <laughs> two and a half hours, bro. <laughs> We've got to wrap it up. Well, I have to be awake in ooh, about four hours. We can wait for Cody on that one. Yeah. He's not caught up. How is he not caught up? He's had up? plenty of times. Trust me. Oh, <laughs> okay, Vecna, calm the fuck down. <laughs> Jesus. Trust me, I know. Oh, there's so many of the fan two, theories of, out there, too. Of the, la- of the last two that came out of Volume 2, Season 4, Misty and Cody have watched one of two. Oh, so it's it. the last episode that they need to watch. To be fair, that's like two and a half hours. I know it is, and I told her. They weren't doing shit today. They could have watched it. No, he was pooping all day. He's actually he's, he's still awake. He's sending me memes right now. He sent me something on TikTok. I just haven't watched it yet. Yeah, he keeps sending me those things as well. This music sounds familiar. What is this? Inception. That's why it's... I couldn't pick yeah. one earlier. All right. Well... I've got to pull the ripcord on this one. Otherwise, we will go three plus. So, uh... You know? Well... Next week. It's been fun. Not watching Star it's been Wars, real. but everything else. It's been fun, but it hasn't been real fun. See you later.